Hello, everybody. Five Mini Football Show. This is episode 76. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, shout out to by the way, shout out to London, by the way. Yo, Ben, yo, and what is, what is going on, my co-host, Ben Fair? How was your weekend? My weekend was so fantastic. I went to a wedding. I enjoyed it. I met some other <laughs> people, by the way. Uh, shout, shout out to my guy, Mitchell, uh, from London. He downloaded this podcast, by the way. He will be listening to this podcast. He'll actually be listening to three podcasts. Yours truly has been grinding all day. I have podcasts with my buddy Ralph Mentor. Um, I'm going to, uh, you know, I download an episode what I did with Kev just now. So after this podcast. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, Ben Fair, what a, what a week, man. You know, for Michigan, the game yesterday, uh, for Howard, and for the, the running back for Ole Miss that went to Ohio State. We got a lot of things to talk about, especially for Black Monday. That the coaches, some coaches got fired, yada yada yada. But the commanders, listen, I'll just say this, Ben Fair. See, I was enjoying myself. You know, I, I know, I don't know, I know a lot of fan bases in baseball. I know a lot of fan bases in baseball. They get jealous on my team, man, for spending money. It's not their fucking fault, but it is what it is. Um, that's number one, and, no, and number two, Ben Fair. No, no, no. Less um, heat, right? And then we lose to a John Morant team, right? Which, by the way, John Morant get get healthy, and it sucks to see he has to have uh, seeming, uh, 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 you know, shoulder ending surgery. It sucks. Um, but prayers for him uh, because John Morant is so good to watch when he's healthy. But it sucks, man, especially for the good league. But bad fair. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. We lose to to a Jimmy Butler this week, and then we lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, and then I I was I was enjoying myself in the wedding. I thought we were going to lose to the Clippers, but apparently I saw the Le- goat James dunk. On- what the fuck, Ben Fair? But anyways, with that being said, what is going on, Ben Fair? We have a lot of things to talk about. Week 18 uh, recap, and obviously the wild card playoff picks. But Ben Fair, how are you, my friend? This is going to be a bit. This was a busy day for me. This is going to be a busy week for you. How are you, Ben Fair? Let's get and. I'm excited for this show. We're going to entertain the audience and shout out to the London, the, whoever's in London right now. Thank you for listening. Well, go ahead, Ben. The floor is yours. How was your week, Ben? Um, I mean, week was pretty good, you know. Um, you know, like you said, you mentioned obviously some bad losses by the Lakers, but, you know, we're 2 0 against the Clippers so far uh, early yes. into this season. So, uh, the Lakers, star, by the way, James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to change it to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James, James looked completely and utterly stunned that LeBron was able to do that. But, um, it's funny they beat the heat, but they didn't beat the, uh, winning, you know, the Clippers, we beat the Clippers, it, but it's it, whatever. It, 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 it is what it is. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I would be happy if the Lakers just won every single game against the Clippers and they could I'm lose like- their, their, they could honestly lose the rest, but if they swept the Clippers. I, I honestly, I'll take that any day. Um, but no, you know, it was a pretty good weekend. You know, we're, we're a week, we're a full week into the new year. Yes. Um, things, things have been going on pretty well. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff, uh, behind the scenes outside off of this podcast, you know, trying to set myself up for some future endeavors. Um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun, man, just planning out everything that I want, you know, pretty much achieved in, in this year. Um, 
you know, things that I want to see, you know, friends and stuff accomplish yeah. as well. Cause it's, yeah. it's not about just me, man. I, I want to bring everybody up with me throughout my success. And if, if that means having to put in a little bit of extra work, you know, yeah. in order to try and help set up my friends, then so be it. I'll take the time out of my day to yeah. make sure that the people that I love and care about are taken care of as well on this journey of success. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good weekend, man. Um, you know, obviously we saw Michigan won. Um, it would have been a lot funner to see Alabama playing that game and, and yeah. bring home another national championship. But um, you can't win them all, man. And you know, it, it's cool. It's cool to see from time to time. You know, a school that hasn't that either hasn't ever won or a school that hasn't won in a while. You know, yep. bring home another national championship to their program. You know, Michigan hasn't won since what 1998. Um, Washington, I was old, my friend, huh? I was two years old, my friend, 1998. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was only six years old, so hey, okay. Um, I was, I was a kid myself, so um, but yeah, Michigan hasn't won since 98, so that was that's really cool, you know. They haven't won in what 20, 26 years, nice. um, you know, so that's a massive accomplishment. And then Washington, you know, the opponent in which they went up against. Um, they haven't won since what 1991, 1992. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I believe they only have one national championship throughout their school history. Yeah. Um, so it, it was cool to see, you know, two programs that have won before but haven't won in a while compete for the yeah. biggest trophy in college sports. Um, yeah. And and it being the last year of the four team playoff before we switch over to this ridiculous twelve team next season and. For, for the foreseeable future. Um, but it was good. And then also, um, you know, I don't have to watch my terrible freaking commanders play for <laughs> anymore until, until next season. You know, I, I got to see Josh Harris finally, finally get rid of um, Ron yeah. Rivera. Yeah. Um, I believe he got rid of what, Martin Mayhew as well, the GM. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and then he assembled, you know, a group of individuals to help him in the search of finding the replacement GM and, and future head coach. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun, man. Like I said, there's there's no more bad football I have to watch on Sundays for, <laughs> for the commanders. Um, I can focus everything on, you know, the upcoming baseball season, you know, get stuff ready. Um, for, for the off season for both the NFL and college. And then obviously, you know, now that basketball is pretty much the primary sport right now, I'll be diving into the NBA again. And, and then obviously college basketball. Yeah. That's bad. We could talk about, you know, to some team. See, sometimes you, I like depth, but sometimes you, sometimes if you trade depth, it might work out for you. It might work out for y'all. I'm talking about the Knicks. Are the Knicks scary or the Knicks are the Knicks? We'll find the out Knicks, the Knicks are, the Knicks are not scary. All right. Well, maybe they beat the six. When, 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 when have the Knicks scared anybody? Like, that's, I know, I know, I know, I know. When, I know, when, was, when, when was the last time the Knicks knew what an NBA championship game looked like? Mm, but you know what, Knicks when, 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 when was the last time they knew what an Eastern Conference Finals looked like? That's fact. That's fact. You know, you know what they told me, Ben Fair? You know what they told me? You know what they told me? They said, "Thank God we got rid of R.J. Barrett, and we look good. On, we look great in our." Oh, you, you mean you mean you mean R.J. Barrett, the one that just dropped thirty six, six and six. I guess the that R.J. Barrett, that R.J. Barrett. Woo! Woo! But anyways, we knew that was gonna happen. But it is what it is. The Knicks on the Knicks. All right, 
But we'll talk about that later on in the show, my friend. All right. Before we talk about the championship game, shout out to my friend Jen, our girl, our friend from locker room, and obviously, you know, Pierre and everybody, and obviously our guard now and everybody that we know. Now, before we talk about that game, Ben Fair, Will Howard, and obviously the running back from Ole Miss going to Ohio State. Your thoughts? Do you think Will Howard? I got a question for you, two questions for you. Do Ohio State have receivers to help Will Howard out, in your opinion? So they got some guys, right? Obviously, we know Marvin Harrison's going pro. Obviously, we we know they lost Julian Fleming to Penn State. Um, Emeka Ebuka is supposed to come back for his senior year. Yeah. Um, but Emeka Ebuka, the last two years, he's he's been highly touted. He's been talked about as, you know, supposed to be one of the better receivers in the country yeah. but he's been he's un, he's been underwhelmed underwhelming um yeah. you know the, the talent like from time to time like the talent looks like it's there but then he'll miss a game or two because of an injury or he'll just have a bad game or two because yeah. he there's times where he just lacks consistency yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe last year, like two years ago, maybe he was just young, you know, um, and, you know, wasn't able to build a rapport with CJ Stroud. And yep. then last year, you know, maybe it was just the Kyle McCord effect. You know, Kyle McCord was just a God awful quarterback. Hence the reason yep. why he went to Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> I still can't believe he's, he's going to Syracuse after they got skunked in their, in their bowl game. That's but, crazy. Where are you going to Syracuse? Yeah, he's going to Syracuse. I have a question. Does Syracuse have receivers at all? Um, not really. Um, Syracuse will probably still be a middle of the pack team in yeah. ACC next As year. They always work. Yeah. Hey, I, I tried. I tried telling you like a couple weeks ago. Like no one has cared about Syracuse football since Donovan McNabb was there well, in the nineties. So what's his name? But you told what's his name? But it's all good. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, Ohio State. They got a couple other guys. So yeah. I mean. We'll, we'll see. I think it's definitely probably an improvement in talent compared to what he had at Kansas State. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not sold on Ohio State this year or this upcoming year. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know it's everything that they're losing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, I know there's some offensive guys that have decided to come back. Like I said, like yeah. Travion Henderson, their running back is supposedly yeah. is supposedly coming back for another season, yeah. which makes no sense. Um, like I said, Emeka Buka is deciding to come back, which kind of a surprise because people, once again, even though the numbers haven't really been there for him, people are still yeah. been talking about Emeka being a second or third round yeah. pick. Are you surprised Some that people, Ole Miss running back is with them or no? I was, I was, ju- I was just about to get there. Um, so, so Quinshawn Junkins, run, former running back of Ole Miss. Um, I mean, he's, he's going into his junior year next year. Um, him transferring made absolutely no sense. Um, it made no sense whatsoever. Um, it's not like the kid was a highly touted guy coming out of high school. He was, he was a, he was a three-star running back. Um, depending on, depending on what, um, you know, eight or like breakdown of, of high school recruits you looked at like ESPN one, three sports, 24, seven, whatever. Depending on who you looked at, the guy was ranked anywhere from like 15th 
to the 25th best running back in his class, right? So he wasn't super highly touted. I mean, obviously he's a three-star kid. You know, that's that's better than a lot of kids will ever see, right? But, you know, he wasn't a four-star. He wasn't a five-star. You know, no one was talking about Quinchon Junkins coming out of high school being a generational guy or even being a big, massive name within the college football ranks. Yep. And then obviously – Obviously, his freshman year at Ole Miss, he he he, he got the start from the get go, yep. and he I believe he was the leading rusher of college football as as a freshman, or or at least he was right there in the top five of, of yep. the top leading rushers in college football mm-hmm. as a true as as a true freshman, you know, um, you know, and, and he he had a tremendous season, dude. Like I fell in love with Quinchon Junkins when I was watching Ole Miss football. Because um, because I was like, yo, who is this running back that's just annihilating and putting his entire team on his back? Yes. Um, yes. And then and then this past season, you know, he he deals with a foot injury at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hindering him a little bit. He's not necessarily putting up the big numbers like we had seen yeah. from the previous season. Yeah. But he still had a good season overall. I think he finished with like eleven hundred yards that's over awesome. o- over over ten touchdowns. You know, he any any missed a game or two, and like I said, he was dealing with injuries as well. So to step to to deal with injuries, to to miss a game or two because of the injury, and still be you know to have the season that he had, just shows you his skill set, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, when I think of Ole Miss football, and especially the players, to you me, to, 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 no, 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 I'm not even talking about the, their scheme. Yeah. I'm talking about just the players itself. Yeah, so yeah. Um, when you think of Ole Miss football as as they are currently constructed, the best player on the whole freaking team was Quinshawn Junkins. Yeah. So like, not only were you the best player on the team, not o- not only did the offense revolve around you, yeah, but you're you're one of the best players in the entire country. You're the face of your school. Like when people think of Ole Miss, they're thinking of one, usually probably one guy that would come off the top of their head. And that, and that would be Quinchon Junkins. Maybe yep. some people would say Jackson Dart. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe some people would say their new addition and, and Walter Nolan that they got from yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. still like Quinchon Junkins was the foundation piece of Ole Miss. Um, And for him to just randomly, you know, put his name into the transfer portal when – yeah, especially because, like, it's not like Ole Miss went out and got running backs from the transfer portal. It's not like Ole Miss was bringing in – a fucking massive handful of running backs from, from, from high school, you know, like they still only had you, they still only had Ulysses Bentley. Yeah. They have, they have one sophomore and it was Quinshawn Junkins. It was only three guys. Yeah. Um, And like Quinshawn was. I have a question for you. Who's O-line is better right now? Ole Miss or Ohio State right now in your view? I mean, probably the same. Like, okay, if there's okay. one thing, old, if there's one thing, Ole Miss has always been good at is producing offensive linemen. That, that is very true. Yep. Um. Th- yeah, like I mean, Ohio State obviously, is, I would say, is probably a better school when it comes right. to producing linemen. But yeah. Ole Miss offensive line was has been pretty freaking solid the last two oh, years, yeah. and I don't, I don't see them dropping off anytime no, soon. No, no, no. Especially um, with the portal. With the portal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he decides to go to Ohio State, yeah. and what what made this? There was two things that made this move 
completely and utterly weird to me was like, Ole Miss, you are potentially going to be a top five school next year. You're, yep. you're, you're probably going to start the year a top five school, and you're probably going to end the year a top five school. Ohio State, there's so many question marks in my eyes about Ohio State next year. Um, you know, they're, they're going through, yeah, they're going to be switching over to a more veteran-led quarterback, but Will Howard necessarily hasn't faced massive competition in the big He hasn't. Um, you know, there, there have been a lot of times in which Will Howard has had some bad games in, in his 17 years in the college football, um, playing college football. Oh. Um, you know, the talent level, like it, it's just not there. Like when you, when you think of their players, it's just not there. Like when you, when you normally thought of Ohio state, like you could name like seven, eight, nine guys who were all going to be NFL players. You can't, yeah. you can't really, you, you can't really do that this year. I mean, I think Jack Sawyer decided to come back. So like, that's a massive name on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. But so, so Quinshawn transferring, the, the, like I said, there was reasons why it made no sense was I think Ole Miss is a better team next year than, than Ohio State. I, um, I think they'll be better on both sides of the ball, uh, or at least would have been better on the both sides of the ball. Um, and then secondly, like, you're not even from Ohio State. Like, I, I could see – if you were from that area, like you were from the Midwest or you were from the Northeast and you wanted to go closer to home, I could yeah. see it. Right. I could see it. Or, or like, even if like you wanted to face better competition, but like, I get it. The big 10 just won the natty. Right. But yep. the, the SEC is a much more superior conference than any other conference in college. football. I agree. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know why you would want to. Why you would want to run away from that when you've had success against them? Um, but yeah, like going from Ole Miss to Ohio State, like, like I said, I think Ole Miss is a better program next year. Secondly, and then like I said, like if he was from the Midwest or he was from the Northeast or something, I could see why you would want to make that move. Maybe you were homesick or something, or yeah. maybe there was some stuff going on at home that you wanted to be closer around while it was going on. But, like, the dude is from Alabama. He's from the state of Alabama. So, like, why are you going up north to go play further away from home? Why, Like, you're not even going to play schools that are within your home state. Like, at least at Ole Miss, you know, family members could have driven to Ole Miss and seen you play, right? Yep. Um, you you go play Auburn. Guess what? You're in Alabama. Yeah, it's a lot easier for family members to come see you if Thanks. you're gonna play Alabama. Guess what? It's a lot easier for family members to come see you. You're gonna play UG. You're gonna play UGA in Georgia. Guess where UGA is? Right next to Alabama. So you can your family would be able to come see you. And and like I said, even Old Miss is right there next to Alabama and in Georgia, the state of Georgia. So uh, or Mississippi. Yeah. So and but now you're going all the way up north. So now you just like further excluded yourself from from the people who I'm assuming love and care about you. So yep. it's like the the move and and then obviously and then with Travion Henderson possibly coming back, Quinchon Junkins is a much better running back than Travion Henderson. But still, like, why would you want to go to a school 
with a running back that's been there his entire career. Yep. With a running with a running back that is beloved by the fans and the coaching staff. Yeah. Why would you even want to put yourself in a circumstance with a guy like that, with competition like that? I get it. You know, they say competition makes you better, but what what also sucks with competition is you're going to lose a lot of your carries because they're not going to just give you the ball 300 times when they got yep. another guy who can handle 150, 200 carries himself. They're just not going to do it. Like I think going to Ohio State, it's not going to completely kill him. I think he'll still be a first-round pick in next year's draft. Yeah, I think he'll still be, you know, probably like a 1,200-yard rusher, 12, 13 touchdowns. But at Ole Miss – you could have been. You could have had six a sixteen hundred yard season again. You could have had twenty touchdowns. You know, like I feel like he could have showcased a lot more of his ability at Ole Miss than Ohio State. I'm with you, but as we do in the show, push on, Junkin. Me and some, me and some Ben Fair will support you. We hope we hope you do well in Ohio State, and we shall see. Yeah, also, I one hundred percent support him. All right, said. He's been a. I've been a fan of his since I saw since the first time I saw him play as a freshman. The kid's extremely talented. I wish him the very best uh, in everything that he does. Um, and, and and yeah, man, I, I I just I just wish he had stayed. I do. The only I will say this, I do like when he announced it though, like literally yes. seconds after Michigan won. You know, kind of telling Michigan fans like. All right, congratulations! You won it this year, but guess what? Next year, I'm gonna be in your conference, running y'all the fuck over. I, I like, love that. I, I, love that. I, I like, I like the, the when he did the commitment. I just don't like where he committed. That's fair. That's fair. But, but hey, I wish players can do that. Would do that a lot, but for, for the drama. But it is what it is, my friend. All right, now uh, Michigan and Washington. Real quick, uh, like I said, shout out to my, our friend Jen for locker room. Uh, she's a Michigan fan. She always goes to the Michigan fan, uh, Michigan game. Shout out to our guy Pierre and, and everybody, Darnell. So, and Darnell was at the game, by the way. He's from Houston. So, I'm just going to say this, Ben Fair. I'm happy for my guy, Jim Harbaugh. He's, he used to be the coach for San Francisco. We should have kept him. We should have got him. We should have made him the GM job as well, but it is what it is. We chose Jim Bakke, and this guy hired Chip Kelly. We, we saw the story, what happened after that. Now, listen. The narrative with Team Jim Harbaugh was he couldn't win the biggest game, but and now he finally did it. Been fair, you know this guy Jim Harbaugh always recruited well. You know, a shout out to my guy Jonathan Matthews. I like what you said, what what you told him because look, I know I know Matthews is, is part of the media. He's he's a writer, and we appreciate Matthews. And Matthews, we want you to succeed. But now I get where Matthews is coming from, right? Because the media, you know, now he's saying, oh, Jim Harbaugh now finally won. What the haters gotta say now? The only reason why the haters were getting on him, and we, we're get we're getting on him now, is because one, first of all, congrats on Jim Harbaugh. That's number one. Number two, we've seen this shit before. Me and Ben Ferris saw what Dabble Sweeney. He, he's better fitted because of Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. Look at Dabble now, fraud. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he won with I believe with Jameis Winston, right, Ben and Jalen Ramsey and. Uh, yeah, he had Jalen. He had Jalen Ramsey. Um, he had Dalvin Cook. Um, he had, yeah, um, he had, um, like you said, Jalen Ramsey. He had, he had Derwin James. It's, yeah, it's funny. That, that Florida, that Florida State team was stacked. But it's funny how you have talented players and you win, like no shit, right? But anyways, we'll keep, we'll keep on moving forward. 
shout out to Michigan. You deserve it. Shout out to Bruce Feldman. He literally said in a tweet they, they were they should be the favorite. They had a stock roster and they and they did. Shout out to them. By the way, my hot take. I think Jim Harbaugh's gone. I think he's going to be LA Charger. They, they don't have a GM job. I think Jim Harbaugh wants that. I think this guy wants to be in LA. And yeah, I think Big Baby is going to be excited. So with that being said, Ben Fanfare, it was a good game overall. I think Washington's defense played well, defense played well uh, in the first half, but it, it got tired at the end because Washington's offense didn't do that. I, I think the, the momentum got to Michigan when they got the, take, they got the takeover of, of the interception uh, after halftime. So with that being said, Shout out to Michigan, and don't be surprised if half of those Michigan players are Raven players. Are, are Raven. Don't, don't be surprised if those, that, those Michigan players are Niner players or Raven players. Those <coughs> love to draft Michigan players. But anyways, Ben Fair, and by the way, God bless Michael Penix. I hope he has a good career in the NFL, and it sucks to say he got hurt, but he's, he's covered it out. He's covered it out like a motherfucker, Ben Fair. Your thoughts, and Husky fans, I, I feel your pain. I'm a USC fan, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Shout out to the Pac-12. You guys, will be, the Pac-12 will be met. Ben Fair, your thoughts? And once again, we get credit credit to the Michigan fans and the Jim Harbaugh. I think his next step is the NFL. He wants to prove everybody wrong that he can win a championship in the NFL, which I think he can with the L.A. Chargers. Your thoughts, Ben Fair? I think, you, I think you're in agreement with me. He's going back in the NFL because let's keep it a bean. If he stays in Michigan, he will probably have to deal with the media, deal with the, um, you know, the, uh, he's getting in trouble once again. I don't think he wants to deal with that anymore. He got he got his wish, got a championship. I think he's done going back. Let's, I think he's going back to the NFL again. Your thoughts? And go ahead, my friend. Question yeah, I don't. Uh, um, it will be interesting to see if he makes the jump from uh, from college back to the NFL. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as sold on it or as confident about it as well, as yeah, some people fair. are. Um, and, and especially after winning a championship, like to me, if I was a coach, um, and I just won a championship, I would want to run it back. I would want to prove to people, like we weren't just a one year fluke kind of thing. You know, I would, mm-hmm. I would want, I would want to show people that I can do this as a coach, yeah. w- even with a, a change of roster time and time and time again, that's what makes you a great coach. That's right. what stands you apart from, from your competitors. Uh, or from your peers is being well, able to be, be consistent up? over a large. No, I mean I wouldn't necessarily be too surprised. I mean that they're a football family, dude, right? Right. And right. and he's coached at the NFL level before. He's had right. success at the NFL level. He's Back. been in a Super Bowl, you know. And and the only thing that he's missing from his trophy case is now a Super Bowl trophy. You know, right. he you right. just got a college trophy at your alma mater. You know, not a lot of coaches who coach in, in sports can say that they went to us that they went to that they went to college at their school and then later turned around and became a coach and nice. then won again at that school. Not a lot of coaches can say that. Nope. And so for, for Jim Harbaugh to be able to have that on his resume, it does speak volumes. And to what you were saying about our boy Jonathan Mathis. Uh, his comment uh, over on Facebook last night uh, after the game. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. There's not as many questions that you can really go after Jim Harbaugh about, right? Yes, he is a national championship. Um, he is a national champion coach. So there are questions that 
were generally asked about yep. are asked to him that you can't really ask anymore because he's answered those questions being a being a championship okay. coach. Facts, facts. But at the same time, to say what are you going to say about him now? One championship does not prove really a fucking thing. It, nope. it proves that you're it proves that you were good enough to win a championship. So I I, I don't want to say it doesn't prove anything because exactly, it exactly, proves exactly. that you were good enough in, within that year. But winning a championship does not eliminate you from ever being questioned of your abilities. Yep. Winning winning one time does not eliminate the media or fans from ever questioning your ability to do your job. Look at Nick, look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a seven time national champion. And anytime we are not in the college football playoffs or we are not in the natty, what happens? Nick Saban gets questioned. Is Nick Saban any good anymore? Has Nick Saban fallen off? All the time. Has yeah. Nick Saban been replaced as the GOAT? Oh my like, god, yeah. And yeah. and he's he's the most he's the most winningest head coach in college football history. Yeah. And he still gets questioned. <laughs> so this this whole oh, since Jim Harbaugh won a championship, uh, you, you can't question anything he does ever again. That's completely and utterly horseshit. Because if he were to stay at Michigan. Let's just this is a hypothetical. Right. If right. he were to stay at Michigan and Michigan lost four games last year, guess oh. what? Oh. Everyone's going to criticize the living piss out of Jim Harbaugh, despite whether despite him winning a national championship the year before. If anything, the criticism would be louder because you had just won a national championship. That's- um and and maybe that's why he leaves to the NFL is so people can't question that. Like yeah. he left, he left at the absolute highest. You know, he never was gave himself an opportunity to defend his championship, so he never lost a championship. Yada yada yada. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great for his his resume. Um, he does. Like he, he had said in his post-game interview, he now has a seat at the big boy table, which he yep. does. Yep. Um, and, you know, the thing that I enjoyed the most out of this game was they didn't try to do anything that they they had done all season. Michigan step, kept to their morals. They kept to their game plan yep. that they have done all season, and that's yep. play lights-out defense. Like we, we saw that they made Michael Penance look extremely yes, he looks nervous. uncomfortable. He looks nervous too. Yep, yep. He was extremely uncomfortable, and especially without Washington really having a running game because Dylan Johnson was dealing with his foot injury. Yep. Um, it was a lot easier to just hone in on Washington's passing attack. Like, yeah, yeah from time to time they made some big plays, but for the most part, we didn't see them complete big plays down the field, and and. Anytime they attempted to make a yeah. anytime they attempted to make a big play down the field, it was either a pass breakup, or, or the ball off. was over, or the ball was overthrown, yeah. or it was intercepted. Yeah. Um, I think you made a great point when you said when you thought the momentum shifted right there after the second half. Yes. Um, and, and I think that's true. You know, they they were what down? What were they down going into the half? Down seven. Down seven. They were uh, down 10. Yes. It, was seven, it was 10, 10 to 17. Yes. Oh, yeah, so down, down, seven. down seven. Yeah, so down seven. So you went to half, down seven. 
You didn't play the best brand of football in the first half, but you played well enough to to keep Michigan within fighting distance. And then your first drive in the second half, what, the second or third play in the second half, you throw an interception. Um, Massive momentum shift. This, I mean, you still play great defense. I I believe they only gave up a field goal off that interception. Yeah, of course. Um. And and even like late into the game, they were still playing really good football. But yeah. I just think I, I think after that second interception, uh, that that's the deep, when the deep, the deep you know, got tired. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when Washington was just completely out of the tank. You know, when when you're playing a team like, like Michigan, that you know, <laughs> JJ McCarthy can show some some level of brilliance, but can. <laughs> for 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 the most part, like when you're going up uh, up against a team like Michigan, who especially this year, who loves to run the ball, yeah. Um, if if they're beating you at the line at the at the line of attack at the line of scrimmage, which they were for the most part, you, yeah. you're probably going to lose. I mean, Donovan Edwards had what like a four like a 40 yard touchdown and a yeah. or like a 45 yard touchdown and like a 30 yeah. yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, like when, when you watch and, and even Blake Corn, Blake Corn broke off what like a 75 yarder, yeah. 70 yarder, something like that early but in the know, game. But, but you know what made me mad? When I, I thought Washington had it when he remember it was 30 15, but this fucker JJ McCarthy gets the first down. I'm like, God damn it, Washington, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah you talk about on that scramble up the middle yeah, he had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because they were what pinned within yes. within their own ten yard line. Yes, and yes. then um, they got two big stops on first and second down, and then yeah, that that massive run right up the middle. Um, and, and like I said, like that's that that somewhat level of brilliance that we're seeing with JJ McCarthy. Like, yeah, um, he's not going to allow you with his arm. He's he's nope. he's not. Like he might be accurate, and if, if accuracy wows you, then then so be it. Um, when I say wow you, I mean like he's not gonna you know just throw bombs downfield. Like hell, no. um, he's he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know if he succeeds at the next level. I, I don't know what his future really entails. Um, I'd have to really just sit down and really break down his game his game film. Um, which which I'm sure I'll do um, yep. if he declares. If yep. he doesn't declare, then I'll just leave it for next year. If you're um, him, would you declare this year or next year if you were him? I mean, you're a national champion. You might as well declare now, um, especially depending on what your head coach does. Now, he does seem to love his offensive coordinator. You saw him hyping up the offensive coordinator throughout the he game. Yep. Um, you know, so maybe if, if Harbaugh decides to leave and, and they promote the O.C., if he loves the OC enough, then you know maybe run it back. Um, but but also look at JJ McCarthy's decision should be based on on three factors: what does Harbaugh do, who replaces Harbaugh, and and who decides to go pro and who decides to come back. That's if, true. If 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 you like the guys who are going to be there next season. As and if you're JJ McCarthy and you you like the guys who are going to be coming back next season and the guys who are going to be replacing the starters you just had, then yeah, come back. You know, make some NIL money. Um, you know, you're you could become the most the uh, you could become the winningest 
uh, quarterback, I believe, in Michigan football history, if you come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you already have the best record of any Michigan quarterback currently. Um, it, it's a it's a really hard one, man. Um, there, there's just so many factors. I, 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 if if I was him, though, I would probably come back next year, just because next year's class, class is, is weak. It's weak. Yeah, yeah it, it's not weak. It's just not as top heavy as this year. Like next year's draft has some guys that you're like. Okay, like they could be really freaking good, like Quinn Ewers and Shador yeah. Sanders. Yeah. But yeah. this year's draft, I feel like this year's draft is a little bit more promising having, you know, the Caleb, the Drake, the Jaden yeah. Daniels, the Michael Pennitz, yeah. the Bo Nix, the Cam Ward. Yeah. Like there's yeah. six, there's legitimate six guys that could potentially all go in the first round that all play the same. Yeah, position, and this draft, so. and ben, this, and this draft is deep. So I got a good point. That's a good point. Really good point. Yeah, because I, I think if JJ comes out this year, he he's more so a second or third round pick than he would be potentially a first round pick. Because like this is just me, and, and and I'm sure I'll get some some hate for this, but be, being okay, a Bama ahead. fan, but um, like personally, me like if he were to declare for this year's draft, like I said, there's six quarterbacks I'm taking ahead of him. There's oh. six: Cam Ward, hey. Bo Nix. Okay. Michael Pennis Jr., Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams. I'm taking all six of those quarterbacks before JJ McCarthy. That's not this bad. Year. I like that. I like that. I now like that. Ne- like next that. next year, I would probably take them third behind Shador Sanders, Quinn Ewers, and then JJ McCarthy. So would you like rather that. be the third quarterback selected or potentially the seventh quarterback selected? Oh shit. That's a great point. That's a great oh Ben's there. Oh my goodness. I like that. I like that. So, in other words, if he did this year, he would be Will Levis in a way because he fell in what in the fifth? Oh my goodness! All right. No, Will, Will Levis. Will Levis fell to the second. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So he was like a, he was like the second or third pick of the second round. Now, I got a question for you, Ben. Before we move on, um, if Jim Harbaugh does leave, do you think it's Chargers? Because it makes a lot of sense. You have the quarterback of uh, Justin Herbert. You're in LA. It makes sense. You have the roster and Shit, that half of that Charger team will be Michigan players. Let's keep it a bean. But Ben, I think that's a good fit for him. Let's keep it a bean. I mean, I mean, I think. Good, good. I think it's a good. I, I think the Raiders are going to go with Antonio Pierce. I, I do. I, I really I do. That. I agree. Um, you know, we'll we'll have to see though. But if I'm Harbaugh, I, I would not want to go to the Raiders. Um, you know, the key players you have there are, you know, all you know, pretty much like coming out the back end of the prime or they're heading Facts. into the back end of the prime. Like Matt Crosby is an amazing talent, but he's just getting old. He's just going to get older and older and older. Right. Facts. Facts. Um, Devontae Adams, your best offensive player is probably a year or two away from retiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you have a abysmal offensive line. You have no quarterback. Nope. Your, your defense is a work in progress. Yes. So, so I don't know if Harbaugh would want to go to if Harbaugh would want to go there. Um, I don't think I don't think he goes to Washington, but Washington could make sense as well. Being in close proximity to his brother, who uh-huh. he has a tremendous relationship with, um, you know, and for the both of, for both of them to yeah number two pick, 
You got promising weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. You got you. You have eighty million dollars in cap space. Um, like I said, in close proximity to your brother, close proximity to your entire family. Um, you know, if you move to if you move to California, you know you're, you know now you're twenty six hundred miles away from your brother in Baltimore. You know you're like twenty eight three thousand miles away from your family in the state of Michigan. Um, you know, so do you want to be that far away from, from the people that you love and care about? Um, you know, he's got a lot of questions. I think the chargers make sense. I feel like the chargers are more keen to giving Harbaugh both the head coaching and general manager position. Um, I, I, cause I already know Washington would not do that. Josh Harris has already pretty much explicitly said that he's looking for two separate people to fill the two separate roles. And he would, the only way he would ever give a, a head coach, head coach and GM responsibilities is if he was just completely and utterly blown away by the guy and completely and utterly believed in every single thing that they, they said. And I just don't see that happening. Even if Harbaugh were to come in and do an interview, I, I don't know if, if Harbaugh would be the kind. Of- Sorry, it's not your fault. I'm going to include this to you to, uh, to part one. It's all good. It's not your fault. Uh, it's running over here. That's what happens. That happened to me and Kev. You're saying about Harbaugh with the Chargers and Cali? Yeah, I, I think it makes um, – I think it probably makes the most sense at the moment. I feel like they're more – Ready. Uh, I feel like – they're more inclined to give Harbaugh everything that he wants. Um, You know, what that's being head coach and GM. Uh, And I was saying the reason that wouldn't be the case for Washington is because Josh Harris kind of already came out and explicitly said that he's looking for two separate people to fill the two separate jobs. Um, he, He said the only way he would ever give, you know, the head coaching hired GM responsibilities as if he was just completely and utterly blown away by the candidate and just completely believed and trusted every single decision that the person was going to make. Um, and, and with him making that kind of statement, I don't I don't see him handing, you know, over that type of responsibility right away. Like, you don't make that type of comment like, um, I'm going to, we are looking to fill both responsibilities by two separate people. The only way we would do it, only way we wouldn't do that is if we were just completely blown away. Yeah. That kind of just shows you, like, if we do it, it's definitely probably not going to be this year. It's probably not going to be anytime soon. Maybe another right. coaching hire down down the road will do it. But this one, we'd rather have two people do two separate jobs and, and not have so much on their plate. Right. Uh, and, and especially when you're trying to build a culture, the last thing you want is your head coach to not be fully and utterly just bought into the players and the players specifically. Right. Big baby, if the Chargers do get the Jim Harbaugh, you guys you guys would like him, take care of him, and the Chargers will be showtime with Herbert and Jim Harbaugh. Please make that happen. Hopefully, oh. hopefully, Harb, hopefully Harbaugh, if he goes to San Diego, or San Diego if he goes to the Chargers. No, 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 say it. Say it. 
stay. It's okay. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, if he goes to the Chargers, he hires a medical team because that's been the Chargers' biggest issue is that's they true. get hurt year but, in and year out. But, but Ben, let's keep it a bean, though. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, the Ravens, the Jahar Harbaugh. Why do those teams get hurt? Physicality and they run the ball. Just saying. But you're right. You're right. Now, here we go. Speaking of the Commanders, because we got a few breaking news, right? So Magic Johnson and the owners of the Commander, they, you know, obviously they fired Ron Rivera. We saw the news today. I mean, me and you made some jokes because obviously we saw the coaches that they wanted. They had to, you know, interview these coaches because of the Rooney rule. It's just it's the rules. It is what it is. What it is. To me, they should hire the enemy, but it is what it is. So Ben, Faye, you woke up this morning. We grind every morning watching tape. We grind, you know, we watch TV, yada, yada, yada. You saw breaking news, Ian Rappaport saying the commanders hired Bob Myers. This man, Bob Myers, was on NBA Countdown, and all of a sudden he's your GM. I think it's, that's because of – No, he's not, he's not our GM. But you, Okay, but anyways, Bob Myers and then obviously with Rick Spillman. He, I think – I believe he came from the Vikings. But anyways, the point is, Ben Fair, what's your thoughts – and I'm just going to say this to make Commander fans positive. Every time where Magic goes, they, they succeed. I'll just say that. So, Med, so Ben Fair, your thoughts when you heard this news about Bob Myers is part of your front office. And my, and when you saw Marty Mayhew is gone. Were you upset or um, do you think this hire was interesting? So he, he's not a part of our front office. Neither him or Kevin Spielman are a part of our front office. Neither – like – once the season begin or once the head coaching hire it has been made and once the GM hire has been made, Kevin Spielman and Bob Myers will not work with the team in after that. It, they are only with the team currently is to help assist Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, and a couple of the un, other owners on on the selection process, giving them recommendations on what they should be looking for, who they should potentially hire. That that's what their role is with us right now. Do you like that? Um, do you like that idea or no? I do. You know, there I, I was looking through some tweets today and there were fans who were very confused by it. They were, that's you know, true. they were they were questioning it like, you know, why does a, a an owner that's in charge of three sports teams yeah. need its need assistance in, in the hiring process. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, more brains together are better than one. Um, and and when you're trying to really change a fucking culture, uh, like, especially like ours, where the culture has been abysmal for generations and generations, um, you need fresh faces. You need people from the outside, from the outside to help you. Um, and it's not like he went out and just got no name dudes, right? No. He went out and yeah. got the greatest executive in NBA history in Bob Myers. He went and got a great executive, uh, that's been helping out in Minnesota. Mm. And, you know, it's not like he just went out and got two random dudes off the street. He no, went exactly. out and got guys who have been doing this for a very long time. Now, the Bob Myers one was confusing yeah, because, Bob, because Bob comes from the NBA, and you would think to yourself, what does an NBA executive or former NBA executive know, know 
about the NFL. Facts. Well, one one thing Bob Myers knows is business. Yeah. And this is why Bob Myers is arguably one of the greatest executives to ever live within the NBA. Ben, I know the Warriors right now, but keep going. As be, and, and you know, we saw what Bob Myers did in Golden State. Uh-huh. He helped he helped them draft generational shooters like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Um, got Draymond Green. He, he got Draymond Green. He brought in Iggy or Andre Iguodala. Yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. He helped. He helped facilitate the Kevin Durant trade. Yes, he did. Um, he helped uh, distribute the Andrew Wiggins trade. Um, you know, he, he got you off of, or no, he didn't, he was already, he already left before the Jordan, Jordan pool stuff. Um, but you know, he was a part of what, four championships. So, and like I said, it's confusing to see an NBA guy go to the NFL, but the reason I'm not completely confused by is because like, if there's one thing he knows, it's business. Yeah, and and I'm sure I I feel like Bob Myers, um, like what Bob Myers is specifically going to be doing with for Josh Harris, isn't even going to be the head coaching hire. I feel like Bob Myers's role right now, which for Josh Harris is the GM, because the GM is more of the business side than the head coach. Ben, what what is Magic Johnson known for? Business. Keep going. Yep. Yes, yeah, so like and and you know, like I said, it was it was confusing to see fans so like <laughs> confused and mad that Josh Harris made that made that move of bringing those two former executives. Ben, in. Were they saying, "Oh my goodness, are we the Washington Wizards?" <laughs> well, no, they they were just like like why does a billionaire, you know, of of the Devils and yeah. and the Seventy Sixers need help hiring people and it's just like and they're like you know he was the a a part owner of the Steelers so it's they're like he has NFL experience and that's true but guess what like you just mentioned people he's he owns a NHL team yeah he owns an NBA team and he owns an NFL team he cannot stretch him he can only stretch himself but so much yeah. Especially now that football is over with, guess what he needs to pay his attention to? The fucking NBA. Yeah. And so while he's paying attention to the NBA and making sure the 76ers, his his the team in which he owns, to make sure that they stay relevant and can stay high in playoff contention, yep. and possibly be an NBA content or champion this year yeah. is he yeah. has to take his focus away from his hockey team and the commanders now and put that shit into the 76ers. And, 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 and he can't even take his attention away from the devils because guess what? Guess what's going on as well. They, they suck. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if, if I'm Josh Harris, guess what? Football's over with. Let me bring in some guys that can that can assist me in, in some off season and some off season duties who have done this before Facts. for years and years and years and years. While they're doing that, I can now take some time away from the Washington. Yeah. I'll still be involved. It's not like he yeah. said he wasn't going to be involved whatsoever, and he was just giving these guys all all the freedom in the world. Yep, he's still going to be involved. 
but he's not going to be as involved with the team as he was during the season because he has two other seasons, regular seasons, going on right now. And so he needs he needed to bring in people that he respected and trusted enough to help assist him and his team to make the best possible uh, pick that they could. Because if, if he didn't have the 76ers and the Devils to worry about, I'm sure he would have thrown himself completely into the fire of the head coaching and, and GM hiring. I agree. I'm sure I'm sure he wouldn't have brought in people to help assist him in the move, him and his team in the move, because he would be able to put all his energy and time into it. Uh-huh. But because he but because he has other duties and obligations in which he must fulfill, guess what? He needs help. And and you know what smart people do when they need help? They usually hire somebody to come in and help them out. Yep. Ben Fair is preaching right there. And Commander fans, please listen to that. If you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. You can panic all you want, but whatever. That's what fans do. All right. With that being said, talk about another team. I think this was a stupid move, but I knew this move was going to happen because of the A.J. Brown trade. And, I, and it's gone downhill for Tennessee. I like Mike Grayball. I don't know if you saw that, Ben, but I knew this shit was going to happen. Paul Catherine, the black GM, came from San Francisco. I I knew that Cheetah Sr. was going to happen, which, by the way, if this is the end of Derrick Henry in Tennessee, good luck to him. I go hope he goes to a good team. I know it's it's I know it's a lot the of end. I know I know teams that have uh, you know cast base like the Rams or the Texans or listen. I I just hope the the Rams the Rams won't the Rams won't get him because of the assertions of Kyron Williams. That's that's fair, but hey, you never know a good play. Hey, like a dick, I would rather have Derrick Henry, Kyron Williams. You never know, Ben. But. However, Ky- Kyron, I re- honestly, they'll probably take Kyron because not only will it be cheaper, yeah. but he's also like five years yeah. younger. Yeah, exactly. So, and good luck to Mike Brayball. Hopefully, he goes to a good team. Shit out. I'm here in New England. If, if Bill Belichick is part, we shall see. I know Lucas would like Mike Brayball a, a lot. Bel- now, Belichick, Belichick would never get fired. Robert Kraft would never do that. But hey, we'll find out. Like, if any, if anything, Belichick would retire before he gets fired. Right, exactly, exactly. But hey, we'll find out tomorrow or later today. We, we, we will find out. All right. But uh, according to my sources, Ben, they want Brable if Belichick is fired. But we shall see. Now, with that being said, I believe I'll, I'll agree with you. I think he goes back to New England in some capacity, but it's it's not going to be as the head coach. Right. Nope. We shall no see. way in hell. Yeah. And by the way, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, no, no way, no way in hell would Nick's or Nick Saban would Bill Belichick would Bill Belichick let his predecessor be someone that's never coached under him? Exactly. You think Bill Belichick is going to hand the keys over to somebody that's never coached under him? Yeah, Mike Vrabel played. Mike Vrabel played under him for a little bit. Yeah. But you think you think Belichick's just going to say? I, I, you know, you had some good seasons in Tennessee. Here are the keys to fucking New England. No, that's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. No, it's not. If, you, if, if people think Bill Belichick isn't going to have a hand in the hire of who replaces him, they're fucking crazy. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, don't, you don't replace a Hall of Famer like that, and the Hall of Famer have no say in exactly. who replaces him. And by the way, by the way, Ron, you, you came from San Francisco. I hope you picked the right head coach for Tennessee. I love their D-line. Me and Ben Fair love their D-line. You know, we love that two-lane running back. He had a good game, by the way. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Tajay Spears. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. So, Ben, your thoughts? You knew this shit was going to happen. As soon as A.J. Brown got traded, 
looking like I'm going to cry right now, even though I'm not even a Tennessee Titans fan, looking like it's the end of the career of Derrick Henry in Tennessee. But Ben Fair, your thoughts? Are you shocked with the firing when Mike Vrabel with Tennessee? Or when, or are you not shocked when you when they hired a new GM, you knew this was going to happen? Um, I'm not completely shocked. Uh, but And at the same time, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. Um, the reason I'm a little bit shocked is because this is like the worst season Vrabel ever had in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, for the most part, he was either winning the division or coming in second place. Yeah. You know, he was, they, they were usually, uh, you know, fighting for playoffs, if not in the playoffs. Um, and, and especially like the two years before this one, they were, they were really good. They were very good teams the last but that, two years. He got mad with AJ Brown, so you can't blame him. Um, yeah. And, you know, he got mad at the AJ Brown trade because I'd be mad at trading, having to trade AJ Brown too, you know? Um, I, be mad at your organization for not wanting to pay AJ Brown the money in which he deserved. That's, um, you know, they, they tried to really screw AJ Brown over and, and what they thought he deserved as a player. And yep. it was completely and utterly horse crap. Um, Horseshit. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I do, I do believe it's Derek Henry's last game. Yeah. I, if you're, if, if it's not your last game for, for a team, you don't make that kind of speech at the end of the game. I you agree. don't say you don't you don't think you don't thank the fans for everything that they've done for you while you've been with the team. You don't say like, oh, it's been an incredible eight years. Like that sounds like two things. It sounds like either retirement or it sounds like, yeah, my time here is up. And if I'm Derrick Henry, you're arguably one of the greatest running backs to ever touch the ball. Yep. Um, and you're arguably, you know, the greatest running back of our generation right there with the Danian Tomlinson. Yeah. What's the proof? What's the, what, I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, what's the proof at this point? Right. So, I mean, <laughs> um, and, and so if you're Derek Henry, like, yeah, I would want to leave Tennessee, but I, I, like I said, I'm sure it's heartfelt for him, yeah. but I would want to leave Tennessee too. You're not going to win anything in Tennessee. No, you're no, never no. going to win a title in Tennessee. No. You'll never smith. You'll never even sniff the Super Bowl if you're in Tennessee. Yep. So, yeah, hopefully he goes to a team with a great offensive line. Um, I would love to see him in Kansas City, but Isaiah Pacheco's there, so he's not going to go there. Plus, with the Mahomes, um, he can't do anything. Yep, exactly. With with Dallas Cowboys, he's not going to go there because they love Tony Pollard, and they just paid Tony Pollard last yeah. offseason. Um, you know, he could go to the Chargers. We all know Austin Eckler wants Ooh. out. Ooh, so he could go okay. he could he could go to the Chargers, you know, he could go to Buffalo, Buffalo. I mean, uh-huh. I mean James James Cook did look good at, for good portions of the seasons. I mean, but if 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 I'm Buffalo, I think Josh Allen and Derrick Henry sounds a lot scarier than James Cook and Josh Allen. I have a question for you. Um, I have a question for you. If you were if you were Buffalo, which guy would you rather prefer when healthy? Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry? When like completely healthy, yes. no injuries, yes. yes, can't get hurt whatsoever. Yes, um, I would probably go Saquon just because he's a little bit younger, That's he's fair, a little yeah. bit faster, he's a lot better as as a receiving back than compared to Derrick Henry. Um, you know, he doesn't need as many carries as Derrick Henry sometimes does to get his yardages. Um, so I would probably say Saquon. He's just a more multifaceted running back compared to Derrick yeah. Henry. The reason why I brought Saquon because he's also a free agent, and the Giants are so stupid that they franchised him. But keep going. 
you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it should be interesting to see where, where King Henry goes this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope Derrick Henry plays two to three more years in the NFL. I agree. Um, you know, he's got a real he's got a real shot to be top five all time rusher. Um, he's got a real shot to to be within the top twenty of most touchdowns of any running back. Um, and, and I think if he if he's able to accomplish those feats, then um, you know, a lot more people would would have to really, really sit down and and have the debate of you know how great of a running back has Derrick Henry been. You know, how how much better is he compared to some running backs? You know, that came before him. You know, um, like I said, since Ladainian Tomlinson, we have not really seen a running back this fucking dangerous. Facts, facts. And by the way, I'm going to throw a team out there. Watch out for this team because listen, I I love this team, but. They, they do those these running backs. Did this running back keep keep getting hurt in this system? But you know what? I think they might. You know, I, this team is smart. And Ben, what about Ben? It's could you see the Ravens pulling it off? Um, I could one hundred percent see the Ravens pulling it off. You know, we we know they love we we know they love Bama players. They've had a they've had Bama running backs before. I believe the last one they had was uh-huh. what last year or the year before with Kenyon Drake. Yes, sir. Um, we know defensively they love drafting Bama guys. Yes, they do. So um, it yeah, it sense. wouldn't be a massive sh- it wouldn't be a massive shocker. You know, obviously him and Lamar would be freaking terrifying oh my God. to go up against. Um, you could rely on Derrick Henry to be a lot healthier than Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Facts. Facts. Um, I, I I think it'll be interesting to see though. Like it's I think I think the reason the Ravens maybe wouldn't do it is just because of cap flexibility. Yeah, you know they true. they gave a lot of money to Lamar. Yeah. They gave a lot of they gave a lot of money to Roquan Smith. Yeah, uh, I, I believe they got it. Stin Patrick Queen. Yeah, you know they just got a lot of money that they got to pay to other guys who have. Damn been it, there that was before. a good one. That was a good mention though. Damn it, damn it. Right. It was it was a really good it was a really good mention. It's just they got other guys that they got to pay. Yeah, yeah. But you know, wish we shall see. Uh, Derrick Henry, hey man, I just hope just choose the right team so me and Ben can watch you and succeed more with a better team. All right, let's get it on with the recap. You, you know, I wouldn't if the Panth. I wouldn't mind this if the Panthers were able to build their offensive line. I wouldn't mind seeing Bryce Young and Derrick Henry. Facts. In fact, let me thank you. I appreciate that. But first, we got to – well, we'll talk about them later on. But all right. Anyways, um, speaking of my guy Samari, my guy – I'm going to pocket with that man in about two, one hour or three hours. But talk to my guy Samari because speaking of Samari, the Steelers and the Ravens. Steelers, um, winning record. Uh, you know, uh, this man, Mike Talbot, does it every year, man. Don't know how he does it, especially with these quarterbacks. It, the Steelers love being mid. Prayers for T.J. Watt. I know the Ravens didn't play all their players because we know why. They have the number one seed conceded, so who cares, right? But at the end of the day, Ben, I mean, it's it's like, you know that Spider-Man meme? Like, it's, it's your turn, it's your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn. I mean, if I would have asked yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're all pointing at each thank, other. Yes, that, that one, yes. Ben Fair, if I would have told you four weeks ago, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, you would say, hell no. But they, they are. They're in the playoffs. Lord behold. But, so, Ben Fair, your thoughts. It's crazy to me that Steeler fans want to get rid of Mike Tomlin. It's so damn stupid, but it is what it is. But, Ben Fair, your thoughts. And it's incredible, man. How does this man do it, Ben? 
winning with Mr. Rudolph, winning with Mr. Bisky, and win with Kenny Pickett. I don't know how he does with Ben, but go ahead, Ben. The floor is um, I res- You know what, Ben? I respect the AFC North because they, you know, when we think about that division, we think of physicality and we think of defense. So, Ben Fair, your thoughts? And you have to be impressed with Mike Tomlin, right? You're like, what the fuck? This guy does it again. Yeah, I love Mike Tomlin as a head coach. Um, you know, still the only head coach ever, not just in the NFL currently, but ever to never have a losing season. That's crazy. Um, you know, that just speaks, speaks volumes to uh, the type of coach that he is and what he demands on a weekly basis from his players and from his staff and even from the organization itself. Um, he's Mike Tomlin for some reason. You know, I get it, you know. He might not be the most expressive. He might not talk the most to the media or to the fans. You know, he might not give out a ton of information and, you know, which the fan base might want to know. But I think a lot of that's for good reasoning. He doesn't want to give out information that other teams can use against him. Like, for for instance, if there's an, if one of your playmakers, let's just say, let's just say your 49ers. Uh, for the hell of it. Yeah. Let's yeah. say the Steelers are going up against the 49ers, right? And, and and since the playoffs are coming, we'll just say it's a playoff situation. So if you're a head coach, and let's just say Najee Harris is dealing with an injury, Deontay Lawson's dealing with the injury, and TJ Watt's dealing with an injury, unless it's severely unless it's severely significant you shouldn't really say anything about it, especially if, the, especially if the player is not complaining about the injury. If the player comes to you and says, coach, I'm good to go. Like, you know, I'm dealing with this, but I'm good to go. I can play. Why mention? Why tell the media that a player is dealing with something? Why tell Why tell the media, oh, yeah, 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 you know, you know he's <laughs> lumping out here on the practice field. He, he, he could only, you know, take half the reps and blah, 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 and He's in a walking boot, and why, why give all that information to the media that they're just going to give to the other team? Yeah, uh, or or the other team's just going to see on TV anyways. Yep. Why 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 let the other team know? Like, oh yeah, you know, we got some guys hurt, or oh yeah, you know, we some guys are aren't going to be playing today, or you know, like why give the media more than what they need to know? That's and, and Mike Tomlin is perfect at that. He tells you all you need to know. And he's going to leave it at that. You don't need to know more than 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 what he knows. Um, <laughs> this was a very crazy game. It was it was a downpour. Yes. Uh, hate you know, it was. Like it, I hate it. Uh, it was a run heavy game. Shout out my boy Najee Harris. Yes. Najee Najee Harris is the only Steelers running back in history. The only Steelers running back in Steelers history. To run for a thousand yards his first three years in the NFL. Najee, of, of all of some great running backs that came through Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bells, um, um, Willie what Parker, was the guy? Willie Parker, right? really yeah, like down. Willie Parker was really good. Jerome Bettis was phenomenal. Yeah. All these all these guys weren't able to do what Najee Harris did. Hell no. But get, but you want to know something? What Najee Harris probably gets criticized more than. All of them. He does. I've since since Najee came into the league, 
I've had Steeler fans tell me Najee <laughs> fucking sucks. What? Najee, Najee is terrible. We want Najee gone. I've 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 heard from every Steeler fan pretty much that they hate Najee Harris. Don't tell me and Samari makes, told you that. I haven't really asked Samari the question, but I've I've heard it from a massive majority of Steeler fans Lord have mercy. that I've that I've talked to that they despise Najee Harris. That's crazy. And it, it, it's crazy because like I said, he's the only Steelers running back in team in their team history to have a thousand yards their first three seasons in the NFL. And they they talk about this man like he's averaging <laughs> like six hundred yards a season. Ben, if, if tell Steeler friends this, if if, if if they think he's trash, Ben, ben will take him and wash it in shit. Oh, he'll take him shit. Ninety percent of all teams in the NFL would love to have Najee Harris as a oh, yeah. I would take him right now. Listen, him and CMC. What the fuck? Hell yeah. But whatever, you know. But that's how Steeler fans are, Ben. It is what it is. But again, shout out to Mike Tomlin. But. I want to talk about this game, Ben Fair, because oh, and, and shout out, shout out, TJ Watt for the 19 sacks on the season. Yeah, but even though he got hurt and it sucks, man, I hate injuries, but it is what it is, my friend. All right, now speaking of this game, because I think these coaches are going to be great coaches, great coaches the years to come. Uh, stay psyched, the year we have one of a hell of a year. It sucks at the end this way because of AR getting injured, but at the end of the day, as long as AR is healthy, this coach team is going to be fun to watch. Pay Michael Pittman, get more receivers. With the, with the coach, and AR and Shea Sackett is going to be great to watch. I know people are going to criticize the play calling at the end, but it is what it is. Now, Houston, Texas, Ben Fair, D'Amico Ryan, Rotize, and C.J. Stroud, a California native. Ben Fair and Kevin Ben was preaching about this man. They said this man was going to break the Ohio State curse, and this guy did it. This guy should win Rookie of the Year. D'Amico Ryan should win Coach of the Year. It should happen, but we shall see. But Ben Fair, your thoughts? I think the play of the game. I'm sorry, Lucas just called me. I'm sorry, but anyways, the play of the game was to, in my opinion, Nico Collins. What a heck of a throw by C.J. Stroud. But Ben Fair, go ahead. You and Kev were telling the people on this podcast about this man. But again, and you know why I love this man? I love his mentality. You know what he said in the press conference? You know why I love the guy? He's a Laker fan, and you know what he said, Ben, on his, in the press conference? He said, when the Lakers lose, I get pissed, and I love that out of a quarterback. But Ben, your thoughts, and what do we tell Texan fans? And shout out to our guy, Coach Dante, and JR. Go ahead, Ben. The floor is yours. Yeah, um, I, I wrote an article about the Texans uh, for the Lions, and it's going to be coming out Thursday, yeah, sure. so pay attention. pay attention for that. Um, but, yeah, unbelievable job by Domenico Ryan's. Uh, unbelievable job by C.J. Stroud. I mean, unbelievable job by you know. I can sit here for days exactly. naming off Houston he, Texans he, he fans that that had unbelievable seasons. I mean, Devin Singletary, unbelievable year after taking the starting job from Damian Pierce. Uh, Tank Dell, what an unbelievable rookie year before his injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nico Collins, he, Nico Collins had like thirteen hundred yards on the season. That's crazy. People were people wrote off Nico Collins already. Uh, before going into this year, um, and, and he had a breakout season. Um, Dalton Schultz was massive at times. You know, multiple guys on their defense were massive at times. Um, you know, and, and, and they won this game without Will Anderson, you know, their primary pass rusher getting after their quarterback. Um, but what, what this Houston Texans team has been able to do 
in just one year under a new head coach, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking, but at the same time, like they got so many dudes who are just dogs and, you know, just love the game of football and want to be the absolute best version of themselves that, you know, sometimes you, you can overachieve. And, and I feel like they may, may have overachieved just a little bit, just a little bit. But that's not to take anything away from them. I think they're a phenomenal team. I think they're one of the most well-set-up teams for the future. Um, and, and for C.J. Stroud to come out and, and have the season that he did as a rookie, I mean, what, the third most passing yards of, of any NFL rookie ever, only behind, what, Andrew Luck and Justin Herbert. Uh-huh. Um, you know, incredible touchdown-interception ratio, you know, a great completion percentage, um, you know, making big plays after big plays after big plays, you know, comeback victories. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud showed you everything, everything that you need to be a great quarterback at this level. And I – think he might have 100% broken the curse. I mean, um, you know, the, the Ohio State curse, the curse that has plagued many, many quarterbacks that have come out of that university yep. for a very long time. And they've, they've all had issues transitioning to the next level. And it was all until C.J. Stroud. Um, and, you know, late in the season, when, when just, even when Justin Fields came back from the injury, Another Ohio State product. Guess what? He he was playing lights out yeah. the back end of the season, you know. So that's two Ohio State quarterbacks that that played pretty well this season. Yeah. Um, C.J. Stroud. We, we got to remember, you know, C.J. Stroud. Like I said, has the third most passing yards of any quarter of any rookie quarterback ever, and he missed two games. He easily could have been number one on the list. Um, he easily could have been the number, the, the leading uh, touchdown reception for, for rookie quarterbacks in NFL history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe what Herbert has it with what thirty one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so CJ Stroud was, I believe, like six or seven away from him. So so maybe he doesn't get the touchdowns, but he definitely would have got the passing yards. Uh, he was only like two hundred yards behind um, Justin Herbert for passing yards, but <laughs> incredible year. Big time win against against uh, this Colts team. That's that's been, you know, another team that super overachieved. Um, but incredible win! Can't wait to see what they do in the playoffs, and can't wait to see what they do in the future under D'Amico and CJ Stroud. Yep, and you're you're the same way with the Colts, right? I mean, it's, it's it sucks that that this has to this has to end this way. But at the end of the day. I think as long as AR is healthy, I think him and Shay Sykes is going to do a good job, in my opinion, two years ago, in my opinion. But we shall see, my friend. All right. Um, I'm a, we're not going to talk about this game. I'll, I'll just say this. Um, what a collapse by the Dragons, man. They were 8-3. and three, And then, mm-hmm. listen, games are hard, man. I mean, well, except for the smart team when they do smart stuff. But anyways, but no, it's the NFL. Listen, man, nothing's easy, right? I mean, you should beat them, but – Hey, something doesn't doesn't pan out that way. So Ben, your thoughts? Because it's if you're a Jaguar fan, it sucks that you lost to Tennessee. But at the end of the day, it happens, man. I mean, injuries it's, it's, injury sucks, but there's nothing you can do about it. So Ben, they were eight and three, and they choked. They choked. They choked that lead. So your thoughts, my man? It's it, it is what it is. And to make Jaguar fans happy, hopefully they do do well in the draft, and hopefully they, they will do well in free agency. That's all I can say. And hopefully Trevor Lawrence. 
can stay healthy most of the year next year. So your thoughts, Ben, with the glass again, shout out to Derrick Henry, uh, to the to late running back, and shout out to Tennessee, winning the last game in Tennessee. Ben, your thoughts? And I feel bad for Jaguar fans, but it is what it is, Ben. I hate to, I hate I hate when I see injuries, uh, uh, you know what you know uh, affecting a t- affecting a team, but sometimes it's it's the next man up and. It happens, right, man? It happens. Yeah, injuries are a part of the game. Um, you know, football is pretty much the most dangerous sport of all sports. You know, that that's not that's not boxing or, or UFC. Yeah. Um but I'm not gonna stick on this game too much. Uh you had mentioned great game by Tajay Spears, great yes. game by Derrick Henry. Um you know, nice performance from the defense as well at, at yes. keeping the Jaguars at bay for, for pretty much a good portion of the game. Um, the Jaguars, you know, like you said, you know, at, at one point was eight and three, looking like the yeah. hottest team in football, uh, right there with the Ravens and the Eagles. And then, you know, stuff happened. Um, Trevor Lawrence had, had the foot injury that he yep. was trying to play – or the ankle injury that he was trying to play through. Um, never really looked anything close after the, the ankle injury to, to yep. some of the performances that he was putting up before it. But also, you know, Trevor Lawrence, when are you going to make the jump to being a generational quarterback Uh-oh. like people Uh-oh. were calling you? Um, I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I still think – he will be a phenomenal quarterback at this level. You know, he's got the intangibles. He's mobile enough. He's got the, the frame. You know, he could put on a little bit more pounds, but, you know, he's 6'5", 6'6". He's got the frame, this, this tall stature. He's got a great arm. Um, you know, he just has some miscues from here and there, and he's, he's got to clean up those miscues uh, to, to be a better quarterback. And, not necessarily be the game manager that people are starting to label him as. Um, but but also the additions in which they brought in got to play better. They have to play better. Um, you know, Christian Kirk had a great year last year. This year he was good at moments, but he also dealt with injuries. So yeah. he, he had a down year. Calvin Ridley, you know, it, it was his first game or his first season in what, two yeah. years? Yeah. Um, and so you expected some rust, but you didn't necessarily expect as much rust as we saw. Like there were games yeah. this year in which he completely disappeared. And then there were a, hand, a small handful of games in which he was the leading receiver for the entire game for both teams. Yeah. Um, Calvin's got to be a lot more consistent. Calvin has to be the number one receiver for the Jaguars to succeed. Like Christian Kirk, cannot be your primary receiver. Now Christian nope. Kirk can have Christian Kirk can have more receptions at the end of the yeah. year than Calvin yeah. being a slot being a slot receiver and the guy who catches everything underneath. He yeah. can do that. But Christian Kirk cannot be wide receiver number one. Yeah. He needs Christian Kirk has to be your wide receiver number two. Uh and, and Calvin has to play at the level in which we saw him play in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, with another year under Doug Peterson, you know, they'll be able to make those changes. They're also a super young team as well. So, you know, maybe with another year of maturity and stuff and growth that they'll they'll just be a better football team. Because we saw, what, Josh Allen, uh, their, their edge rusher. He had a phenomenal year. 
Yeah, he well, did. I believe he, he was, did. I believe, I believe he was second or third in, in sacks for the season. So, yeah. you know, they, they got guys. They just got to get a little bit older, a little bit more mature, um, <clears throat> and really just start honing in their skills to to be as good as they as to be as good as they possibly can be. But um it sucks that you're eight and three and, and you still miss the playoff. You only won one game after that, but it's a building. It's a building block. It's a building block for the yeah. future. Uh, don't be completely discouraged by the outcome that happened this year. Um, you know, you got guys, key guys, and 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 the positions in which you want them in, and just keep building around them. And, and eventually, one day, I'm sure it'll work out. Yep. All right. This will click. I'm just gonna mention this game will click. Yo, but Mikey, do me a favor. Keep Brian Flores. Drop on defense, Brian Flores, help Kevin O'Connor this year. It sucked that you lost Kirk Cousins, but at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see what their quarterback is going to be, either Kirk, maybe Russell Wilson. I have no idea. But Ben Fair to make Viking fans happy, keep Brian Flores, because Brian Flores, uh, uh, them choosing Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator was a great job this year because last year's defense was terrible. Shout out to my, our guy, Daniel Hunter. We love that guy. But listen, play Justin Jefferson. I love Jordan Addison. And please, I mean, I don't know if you love the running backs, but what can you tell Ben to Viking fans to make to make them happy for about their future? At least they got blind floor. That's a good one. Now we'll see what they do at quarterback. But but Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, and then their tight end TJ Hawkinson. That's not bad. But their future is not bad so far. Right with Flores, and we'll see what they do at quarterback. But that's not bad, right so far, right Ben? That's not bad for the future. No, they get. <sighs> You know, they got guys, but at the same time, they got some guys who don't even really want to be there. Like, yeah, I remember Daniil Hunter. I love Daniil Hunter. You know, you, you said it uh, when you were talking. We're both big yeah, Daniil, Daniil Hunter guy. fans. I love the guy, too. Yeah. Um, you know, but Daniil Hunter doesn't necessarily want to be in Minnesota. Like, Daniil oh, Hunter oh, wanted oh. out of Minnesota. Daniil wanted out of Minnesota before the season began. He did. He did. Um, yes, he wanted, out of, he wanted out before the season began. Um, but you know, they got some nice guys. I like Ivan Pace out of Cincinnati. He had a yeah. really good game. He had a really good season this year. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Phillips has been solid at times. Uh, Andrew Booth, the cornerback that they got out of Clemson has been solid yeah. at times. Uh, and, and you got, like you said, you got Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Um, you know, not, not many teams in the NFL have a better wide receiving duo than, than you guys. Nope. Um, now you do have quarterback questions who's going to be the quarterback next year do you retain Kirk Cousins on a franchise tag do you re-sign him to maybe a friendly deal which I saw Kirk Cousins would potentially be open to to, to taking a hometown to taking a hometown discount to stay in Minnesota that's good, that's good. Uh, Kirk Cousins does want a two-year deal minimum though um, so maybe they're not interested in, in a two-year validation or a two-year commitment to Kirk Cousins yeah um you know, so if you have to replace your quarterback completely, you know, maybe things are ugly for a little bit uh, because yeah. that's the hardest position to find. Yeah. Um, and, and you still have so many pieces you got to fill on the defensive side of the ball. And yeah. probably by the time you fill them, Justin Jefferson will be long gone. Um, he'll, he'll probably want out of there eventually if, if they have multiple losing seasons in a row. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you said to make you happy, you know, you got Jordan Addison, Jeff and Jefferson currently. At least be happy about that. All right. 
Well, speaking of a game that we have to talk about, and I'm I'm gonna laugh my ass off. And here we go, my friend. Is is this, my friend? Here we go. The Falcons got their ass kicked, and guess what? The Saints did not make the playoffs at all. Look at that. But have you ever seen that before? A team getting their ass kicked, firing coach, and then I mean, you know, which by the way, the Saints were the favorites when the NFC South, and they didn't do that. And Dennis Howe is gonna be. He's going to be safe for another year. I think he will be the favorite to get fired. The Saints have to win next year for that division. If not, that their car signing was bad. Now, um, thank God Arthur Smith is gone. For Falcon fans' sake, I'm just hoping they find the right quarterback, they find the right head coach. Apparently, Ben Fair, they walk to Belichick. I mean, I know he's going to make a joke. Uh, 28-3, right? I mean, I mean, I, I imagine if they do that. But anyways, Ben, your thoughts? And I'm just happy for Jody. Uh, our boy, our boy Jody, that Arthur Smith is gone. I'm just hoping, like I said, I, I, I'm just hoping they pick the right quarterback. I love the weapons. I like the running backs. I'm just hoping they pick the right coach to make Jody's and the Falcons fans happy, right, Ben? We want to, because we love the we love the Falcons. We love the Falcons defense. We love Justin Bates. But at the, at the end of the day, in order to win games, you gotta have the right quarterback. So, with that being said, Ben, thank God Arthur Smith is gone. Thank you, Lord. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah, it only took forever to get Arthur Smith freaking fired finally. Um, <laughs> Arthur Arthur Smith should have got fired immediately once the Falcons started losing football games this year. I agree uh, you. You started the season off way too well to collapse that freaking bad. Um, but you know, and a lot of, that's what the Falcons do, right, Ben? That's what they do. And, and a lot of it was due to Arthur Smith changing his fucking scheme. Like every, <laughs> like they 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 start, bro. They started the year being a run heavy offense yeah. behind Bijan and Tyler Algier. And what you had a, what the fuck? You had you, you 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 had a relatively good offensive line. You know, you put money into your right guard. You drafted some players. You brought some guys in. Um. And you you went away from it. Why did they go away from it? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> um, but this deserved to happen. Um, this one hundred percent deserved to happen. Arthur Smith is atrocious as a head coach. Um, for for him to act that much of a child after losing a game. I get I I I get it. You know, the Saints scored that last second touchdown and in, in a blowout victory, but guess what? Don't put your 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 team in that position. Yeah. Maybe don't maybe don't get blown the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. To where you you have to start crying when the team scores a last minute touchdown. And and this is what's all I and I get it. I get the little sportsmanship conversations that people try to have with this stuff, but this is sports. At the end of the day, if you don't want me to do something in the world of sports, like basketball, if you don't want me to drop 30 on you, then guard me in in (laughs) hockey and in hockey. If you don't want me to score, don't let me juke you out going to the goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it's, if it's, Botting or UFC, and you want to win? Maybe put your fucking hands up and don't let me hit you thirty times in the face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, for for the Falcons, like, if you don't want them to score that last second touchdown, maybe play some fucking defense for once. You gave up 
48 to the Saints who have struggled all year to put points on the board. You, you, you lost to Derek Carr, who's been the most inconsistent quarterback in football this year. That's Man, a starter. Like, he, looked like Drew, he looked like Drew Brees out there, didn't he? He was 22 of 28 for 264 and four touchdowns. That's arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Derek Carr game of his entire fucking career. <laughs> Like you made like you you got Derek Carr to have another season in 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 New Orleans because y'all yeah. played so bad. Like y'all y'all just allowed Derek Carr to be a starting quarterback for another season because y'all refused to play any level of defense. Oh, don't don't go out after the game. Don't go out to the midfield and start fucking ranting and bitching and crying <laughs> to the other coach because the other coach was doing his fucking job. And also, come to find out, you were bitching and yelling at the wrong dude. It was Jameis fucking Winston who you should have been yelling at. Not even the head coach. Jameis Winston told you, I changed the fucking play at the line of scrimmage. The head coach told me to take a kneel, and guess what, bitch? I said no. <laughs> so you Smith. went out there. You went out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Arthur Smith, you went out to midfield bitching at somebody for something that wasn't even their fault. No wonder your stupid ass got fired. You don't know what's going on on the field. Oh, like, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, I will be shocked if you have a job anywhere of any magnitude next year in the NFL. Your your level of unprofessionalism and non-ability to coach is so glaringly obvious that if you get another opportunity to get any sort of coaching job, <laughs> I, I will question what it is that you did to get that job. <laughs> I will question how many dicks you sucked to get that job. But because you, you don't you don't deserve Arthur Smith, you don't deserve another job in football. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So I don't think your coach would ever do this, but if Nick Saban hired Arthur Smith, what would you ever do? I would not be an Alabama fan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that that would never that would never happen. That would I know never that, that would never Nick Saban is not the, that the dumbest the dumbest coaching hire he's ever made in his entire life, and it will probably be the dumbest coaching hire he's ever made, would be Bill O'Brien. Yes, yeah. Like Nick Saban hardly ever makes a mistake when it comes to a coaching hire. You know how you know how Bill O'Brien is so bad? DeAndre Hopkins and Nelson and Nelson to the Patriots. There you go. All right. Now uh, ben Fair, I got a question for you. Which was more funny, Lucas wanting the Patriots to beat the Jets or, you know, uh, this man, uh, Aaron Rodgers versus the, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, right? Now? I, I guess they're fighting in court, maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows? Somebody no, they're not. They're not fighting. They're not fighting in court yet. I know. Yeah, but it's, that's, that's popcorn. Get your popcorn ready. But, however, but I'm just going to say this. Before we talk, before, we don't have to talk about this game in general, but to make Jets fans and Patriot fans happy. Now, I'm just going to say this. Now, I'm, okay, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, okay? But, by the way, I would, to save those guys' careers, I'm just hoping, and if, even if they get released, even if they get traded, I don't think, what, oh, I mean, some team is going to get them. Trust me, some stupid team. I, listen, I will just say this. For Zach Wilson and for Matt, listen, we want to support players, right, Ben? But here's my deal, right? For Mac and Zach Wilson to succeed, I want those guys to go to uh, to be a backup 
to San Francisco or the Rams because I'll make a perfect example. Well, what happened with Baker with, with McVay? McVay helped Baker, right? And that's why Baker's in Tampa Bay. Um, look at Carson Wentz. Everybody hates Carson Wentz, right? What did Carson Wentz do to my Niners? He torched him. So my point is, my point is, what that's not going to happen. I think one of them could take a chance on Wilson or um, Mac if they get released. But Ben, let me ask you this before we talk about the game in general, because it's kind of funny because Lucas wanted to beat the Jets because he hates the Jets, but it, that didn't happen because. I mean, you know, I mean, it's set out to, you know, I mean, the Jets defense all year, but, you know, I mean, I mean, Nathaniel can't hack it. But at the end of the day, Ben Fair, to Zach Wilson and to Mac Jones, it, if you, if, if there was in this podcast, what's your advice for them for to save their career? I mean, I mean, if they get released or trade, whatever. I mean, it's looking like the end of for, but for both for, of them. For, for, for Mac Jones, I would tell him, get in the fucking weight room, get stronger. You, you need to get stronger because you have little to no velocity on your throws. And that's why Bailey Zap or Bailey Zape uh, replaced you is because guys are able to read your throws like it's nothing because there's nothing behind them. Like the, the balls are just floating to the players, which is allowing DBs to make great breaks on them and break them up or intercept them. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would tell Matt Jones, get in the fucking weight room and don't leave the weight room until the season begins. And even when the season begins, keep going to the weight room every single fucking day. Yeah. Uh, Matt Jones has to get stronger if he wants to be in the NFL. I, I told you going into the draft he did. That, that, that that was his biggest weakness and most glaring weakness was his arm strength. He does not have a great arm. Uh, he's accurate. He moves well in the pocket. He makes good decisions from time to time. But his throwing strength – uh, was ultimately going to be his demise if if there were to be a demise. For Zach Wilson, I don't want to see you play in the NFL again. Uh-oh. So I'm not, go- I'm not going to tell you what it is you should do <laughs> or what it is he should do uh, to, to remain in the NFL. He's, you're not a good quarterback. There's, there's little to anything that you do, Zach Wilson, that's good. The best thing about Zach Wilson is his arm strength, but – there's 20, 30 other quarterbacks in the NFL that can throw the ball just as far as he does. Yeah. Um, he, he, his decision-making is atrocious. His accuracy is abysmal. Um, his IQ is extremely low. Um, his concentration within a game uh, falters. Uh, or Not his concentration, his confidence right. in a game fault, uh, falters yeah. um, th- throughout a game. If he makes a bad throw, he has a hard time moving past it. Yeah. Um, so for Zach Wilson, I don't know if there's anything, I don't know if there's, if he can do enough to change what it is that he currently does to stay within the NFL, especially yeah. be a starter. I don't think Zach Wilson's good. I told you that from day one and I'll, I'm standing, I'm standing by that. Um, this game was terrible though. Um, yeah, it was two of the worst teams in football going head to head against each other, <laughs> or at least the two worst in football this year. Um, Brees Hall had more yards rushing than both quarterbacks had passing combined. <laughs> Brees Hall, Brees Hall had 20 more yards rushing than both quarterbacks had passing combined. Uh, that's that's how bad this game was. Um, and, and honestly, I'm just ready to move on to the next uh, game. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but Ben, I have a question for you. Do you think Kyle and McVay can help both quarterbacks? Though, do you, are you in agreement with that? Though, <clears throat> I think that they could help them. 
uh, in some type of way, for sure. I mean, they're both quarterback gurus. They're quarterback gurus. They're they're offensive gurus. You know, they're they're going to draw up plays that you know are are going to allow the receivers not only the receivers to get open, but yeah. they're going to draw draw up plays or schemes that are good enough for the offensive line to give the quarterback enough time to throw the ball. So there's a lot of factors that could help them, but I don't know if they'll, if they could just ultimately go play a year or two for those coaches and then go to another team and succeed. I think they could go to the Rams and the 49ers and be starters and and maybe win some games. But the second, the second they left those coaches, I think that they would go back to what it is that they did. I agree. I agree. That's why I'm missing those guys. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, I'm not going to mention this game, but I'll just say this. Congrats on the Bucks. Shout out to Baker. Uh, my guy, Ben Fair, I like to call you Baker Baker. But y'all won the division. Shout out to the Bucks. Shout out to my guy, Kyle Bowles. You guys did it. Now, Panthers, real quick. Please get the online for our guy, Bryce Young. Uh, David Tepper, I know you're pissed off, but again, this I blame you for fucking trading. Like, listen, I mean, what the fuck, man? You trade CMC. You trade DJ Moore. What the fuck? Brian Burns. Please make the good decision. Either sign with this team for money or just get the fuck out of this squad. But anyways, Ben, your thoughts real quick. But before we praise the Packers, your thoughts. Um, um, do you have any message for Bucks fans? Do you have any message to say to Panther fans? I want to make them happy, but at this point, for Bucks, David Tepper has money. We saw it. We saw it happen. Shit, man. But go ahead, Ben. The floor is yours. I want our Bryce Young to succeed, but fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about this game. Uh, obviously, you know how I feel about Baker the Faker. Um, I mean, not his best performance uh, this year, but he was, you know, it was enough to get the game, get the game won. Rashad White had a relatively good game as well. Yeah. Um, you know, if I if I'm the Buccaneers, I would still look for a quarterback in this draft. Like you could maybe get uh, Bo Nix early in the second round or something. Trade up and get Bo Nix early in the second. Um, I definitely think that they should be looking to add a quarterback maybe for the future. Um, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket if that basket is Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and like, I'm trying to be nice. Like, he, yeah. like I said, he had a good season. He had a lot of bright moments this year. Um, it, it looked like one of his better seasons since being in the NFL. But yep. Baker Mayfield's just – He's he's not a quarterback I would want personally for right. for my future forever. Like maybe a year or two, you know, quarterback replacement, quarterback sit in, that's cool. You know, he can maybe keep you relevant like he did with the Buccaneers this year. But like, if I'm trying to really build a contender, I I would be looking past Baker Mayfield. I and you. so if I was him, I would maybe look at trying to see if you can get Bo Nix or like Michael Pennitz yeah. early in the second round, maybe late first round, um, just to have a guy for, for when Baker, you know, maybe falls off or eventually moves on to a new team. Um, for the Panthers, you hit it on the head. Um, this is the biggest rebuild of any team in the football Facts. so far. Um, you have your quarterback, which is a bright spot, but you, you, you took away his number one receiver in DJ Moore um, and you gave him no offensive line help whatsoever uh, in this past That's offseason. That's a recipe so, for a disaster. You know, and, and now you don't even have your first round pick and you have the, you would have the number one pick in the draft and you could have potentially, you know, 
if you had just drafted, like, let's just say Anthony Richardson last year instead of trading up for Bryce, uh-huh. you could have had you could have had Anthony Richardson, Marvin Harrison Jr., and DJ Moore potentially all on the same squad for your future, which in hindsight would have been one of the better offensive units in, in football. Um, it's unfortunate, though, uh, that they don't have their first round pick this year. Uh, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a long rebuild. Pretty, it's going to be pretty awkward or pretty weird to see what it is they do in this draft because they're going to have to wait so long. You know, like they don't even draft on day one. You know, and you were the worst. Like that's bad. You were the worst team in football, and you don't even draft on day one. You got to wait oh. till day two to see your second round pick. Oh my God! I just pray to God that you will create a C and then the draft. We'll see what happens. Lord have mercy. Praise for Panther friends. All right, um, Bears Packers. Now Bears, do me a favor, man. Uh, you guys have the number one number one pick. You guys have two first round picks, by the way. Do not fuck it up. Keep Justin Fields. Get get trade that number one pick most likely. Get offensive lineman or Marvin Harrison Jr. And you guys will be scary next year. Book it now. Ben Fair. I love when young teams prove us wrong. Sorry, Jordan Love. I got you won't lose you to the Falcons. But since then, this guy. I love this young Packers squad, man. Jordan, listen, man. Packers got themselves. A quarterback, man, Jordan Love. He's got. We knew Ben. We knew this guy can throw in college. We've seen it before, and at his college. So he's showing. He showed that in this game. Listen, man, I love this Packers receivers: Romeo Doves, Kaz Boy, Dylan Reed. Uh, I'm just happy that we we see uh, young guys succeed, Ben. So we'll see what they do against the Cowboys. I hope they can upset them. But Ben, your thought? This is fun. This Packers team is going to be fun to watch the years to come, as long as they help. To keep helping Jordan Love, right, and hopefully they can fix that running defense, right? Yeah, they gotta. I mean, they gotta fix that defense entirely. You know, they got some nice pieces, but they're they're an older defense. Um, you know, Preston Smith is in the back of his career. Yep. Uh, J- Jair Alexander. I mean, I, I would say Jair is still in his prime a little bit, but yeah, he, he's he's getting older every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great year from Jordan Love. We we saw some obviously we saw some lows from him from in a yeah. few games, but we saw some really good highs. Yeah. Um, and, and and this being one of them. This was a phenomenal performance against a divisional team in Chicago. Um, like Aaron Rodgers used to say, Y'all are my bitches or some shit. Yes. I own y'all. Yes. Uh, so so shout out for, to Jordan Love for for keeping up that tradition of, of Green Bay owning Chicago. Um, Aaron Jones had another good game. Um, you know, a, a guy that's been dealing with injuries all year, some bad performances from week to week. Um, they, they need a running game big time. Yes. Uh, if they want, if they want to beat Dallas Cowboys, they, they can't rely solely on Jordan Love's arm. Nope. Um, like you mentioned, some, some great, great additions at the wide receiver spot that have, that have been nice for them. Jaden Reed, the rookie this year at Michigan State, has been phenomenal for him. Um, obviously, Romeo Dubs has had some nice games for them. Christian Watson has had some nice games for them from time to time. Um, it, it'll be really fun to see what, what they're able to do when they're all healthy all at the same time. You know, we didn't yes. get to see Jaden Reed, Romeo Dubs, and Christian Watson all on the same field for a good portion of the year. You know, we, one guy seemed to always be out of the game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're a fun team to watch. For the Bears, you have the first pick of the draft and I believe the eighth pick of the draft. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it um, up. Please don't fuck it up. 
don't draft a quarterback number one. But I, you should you should believe in Justin Fields. I get it. He's not the textbook quarterback that you may want. Um, but he's a he's a young guy. He's a he's a dual threat quarterback. Yep. There are there are times in which his arm looks really freaking good, which should show you an improvement of the, of his play style. That he has put in the work to become a better player. He looks yep. way better today than he did coming into the league. Uh, and a lot of that happens when you put guys around him. Quarterbacks. Can't you can't expect a quarterback to just go into a situation and be able to play with anyone? You yep. gotta have talent around you. Like you can't go and like for Tom, let's just say Tom Brady for instance. Yeah, Tom Brady, as great of a quarterback and player as he was, as smart as he was, as talented as he was, if you put him on a team with the five worst wide receivers in football, I promise you that team is probably going to fucking suck. <laughs> and so the Bears, the, guess what? The Bears fucking yeah. sucked the last two years because guess what? Justin Fields is trying to throw the ball to Equinus St. Brown. You know, it's a bunch you of don't, you don't, Ben, you don't, like, you don't like Dante Pettis? Who? <laughs> like, come Pettis. on, dude. He's not even in the league anymore. <laughs> But he was he was a receiver from the Huskies, Washington Huskies. I know, but like he's yeah. not even in the. You're naming yeah, a know, dude who's not even in the league. Like I'm, you see I'm, my I'm, you see I'm, my I'm, point I'm, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see my point. Like you can't expect a guy to play great with subpar yeah. talent. Yeah. When you got guys who when you got guys who can't separate or guys who can't run every route in the route tree or guys who don't have any speed or guys who are dropping balls left and right, you can't expect the quarterback to put up good numbers and win a football game. And so guess what happened? Justin Fields looked his absolute best this year when you gave him a number one. Like no shit. Guess guess, guess how much better he would look with a number one and a number two. Oh, my God. And both – and not only would it be a number one and a two, it would be a number one and a number two receiver that are both number one receivers. (laughs) Exactly. They're both X-factor wide receivers. Like they would – DJ Moore – and Marvin Harrison Jr. from the beginning of the season until the end of the season would be one of the five best wide receiving duos in all of football. Why would you not want that for your quarterback? And then with your eighth, and then with your eighth pick, guess what? You have draft capital. You can trade up and go get a Joe Alt still. You could trade yeah. up and still go get the left tackle from Penn State. You can yes. maybe tr- trade up a spot or two and still get Brock Bowers. How amazing would it be oh my if just if Justin Fields started the year with DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison, and Brock Bowers? I oh, think honestly, I think I think yeah, yeah, I think obviously they should go and trade up and go get like Joe All or the guy from Penn State. Yeah, yeah. But how amazing would that be? Brock Bowers, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Justin Fields. Especially, especially Justin, especially Justin Fields' running ability. Oh, hell, the fuck yeah! That's what I'm yeah. saying. And like, and like you mentioned, Colk, like your your tight end room. Not only would you have two great receivers, but you would have two great tight ends, and Cole Commit and and Brock Bowers, and both of them 
aren't just receiving tight ends. They're they're multifaceted tight ends. They're good blockers. They're yeah. good route runners. They're good yeah. possession tight ends. Like that's yeah. that would be that would be incredible to see. And you have cat flexibility to fill in remaining spots on your on your team. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Why not do it? Well, speaking of a quarterback that has weapons, and I keep looking at their depth trial, I'm like, what the fuck is happening in Philadelphia, Ben? If you listen to the radio show over here, Ben, they're they're done. My dad's done. I love my father. He keeps it real. My neighbors at the wedding, they're like, they're done. And it's because of Matt Patricia. On the radio show, they're saying, fire everybody. You know, Jalen, why are you playing this way? Prayers for Jalen, though. Thank God he has a left. He doesn't have a dislocated finger. But that injury, my goodness gracious, he's going to play through it. Same with Baker Mayfield. But Ben Fair, um, if I would have told you, man, I mean, I told you last week, uh, and last week's podcast, if Tyler Taylor would have played, you know, the first half of last uh, three weeks ago against the Giants, I think Tyler Taylor would have won the game. Well, guess what? Tyler Taylor won this game. So, Ben Fair, if you're an Eagles fan, I mean, what the fuck, man? They beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. San Francisco beats them. And since then, they've been losing games. So, is the sky falling, Ben Fair, in Philadelphia? How can you defend this, my friend? Um, I can defend it by saying for a large portion of the season, they were the number one team in the NFC. Yep. Um, even with the collapse, guess what? They're still a top ten defense. Even with the collapse, guess what? They're still a top 10 offense. Um, you know, this is a team, we got to remember, this is a team that's pretty much been clinched for the playoffs since, like, week 12. Like, the, the, the Eagles were, like, the first team to ever clinch a spot for the playoffs. Like, so are you telling Ravens. Eagles fans to calm the fuck down? <laughs> yeah, they should calm the fuck down because, like, you're in the playoffs for one. Two, you you were just in the Super Bowl last year, and you pretty much had the same exact roster minus a couple guys on your defense. And three, none of the games in the regular season ultimately matter until now. These yeah. are the games that matter. These are yep. the performances that matter. Now, if they go in the in their opening game of the playoffs and put out you know a shit show then yeah, all, all the questioning and worrying was, was right and, and deserving. But also, this Eagles team could easily go out in the first week of the playoffs and put up 50 points. And then everyone's going to be and – then, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, well, maybe we fucking judged them too quickly. You know? Very good point. Very good point. So I'm not going to sit here and be like people in the mainstream media and say, oh, the fucking roof is falling in. It's caving in. <laughs> Everyone's getting soaked. You know, the, the, the clouds are falling. The sky is falling. Um, you know, it, it's disappointing to see for sure. You know, they were a great team all year. Yeah. And to see, and to see yourself lose at the end of the season really sucked. Yeah. But, hey, it, it could be worse. You could have been Atlanta. Right, you could have. You, I'm, I'm just saying, you could have been Atlanta, who started off extremely strong. You could have been the Jaguars, who started off extremely fucking strong. But guess what? Both those teams started off strong, and guess what? They're watching from the outside in. The Eagles started off extremely strong, and guess what? They're still fucking playing football. So why are we going to sit here and, and over exaggerate 
something that necessarily doesn't matter. The games that are about to happen, those are the ones that ultimately matter. You know those what? A field ones, day on the those, those are the ones that really should be what we talk about. Like, if they have bad performances in these games that matter, then we can say all the worrying and questioning what was uh, was supposed to happen. Yeah. But you know who had a field day on the podcast? Of course, Kevin O'Ban. You know what he said? Never trust Bama hmm. quarterbacks like Tua or Dylan Hurst. It is what it is. All right. Now, when, that being said. I wish I was on that pod because I would have said, when was the last time we relied on anyone from Michigan State? From of, of, of any of any like I'm just saying the best player from Michigan State in the NFL right now is a rookie wide receiver, Jaden Reed. <laughs> That's your best player. Don't 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 oh. come talk to me. Look, last time I checked, Justin Hurts got won eleven games, right? Tua, 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 Tua won eleven games, right? Last time I checked, last time I checked, Tua is a Pro Bowler. Last time I checked, Jalen Hurts was a Pro Bowler last year. And, I, and he could be a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah. So what's what's this? Oh, don't don't trust Bama quarterbacks. Don't trust Michigan State players. <laughs> I love you, Ben. I wish you're on that podcast. I, I want to. Like, yeah. Like how you, you can't say don't trust Bama quarterbacks when two Bama quarterbacks just put the two best seasons in football that they've ever had. But like, ben, don't say it. Don't, don't do that. You know what he says? Tua has Waddle. Tua has Tyree Kill. Jalen has AJ Brown. He has and, and Matthew and Matthew Stafford's got Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. <laughs> there we go. I love you, Ben. Bro, let's go. He's heated. Let's go. All right, let's go. Take a, uh, take away take away Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and see how well Stafford does with Tutu Atwell. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? Kate, you know what he'll say. You know what he'll say. He'll be like, "You got Demarcus Robinson. Remember that receiver from the Ravens? Oh my goodness!" But anyways, all right. Speaking of uh, to a talking man, about Bama um, quarterbacks, like I'm gonna talk I, to Kevin about that. I'm gonna this. get. I'm gonna get on his ass. I know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna text him. I'm text. I'm texting him right after this podcast. <laughs> oh man, I just like starting the pod, man. You know me on the show. But anyways, Bills and Dolphins. Um. Well, Ben, like I told Kev, as long as the as long as Josh Allen is not being a dumbass, um, you know. And listen, man, I know Dolphins got some injuries, and shout out to the Bills for winning the you know AFC East at, at the end of the day, um, you know. And listen, man, uh, I, I hope Waddle and Tyreek Hill are healthy for this week because we love we love NFL stories, especially for this weekend against Dolphins and Chiefs. But Ben, what's your thoughts? I think the Bills can be scary as, in the playoff as long as Josh Allen's not being a dumbass. And guess what? Josh Allen, prove, please. Listen, I love you, bro. You're a California native. Please prove us wrong because you're on the Madden cover and people believe in Madden curses. And there we go, Ben. I do think the Bills can be scary as long as Josh Allen is not being a dumbass. Your thoughts? And go ahead. What? What do? You, what's your thoughts of the Bills winning the AFC East? I can't believe it. If I told you four weeks ago, would the Bills win the NFC East? You would call me a liar, but they did it, Ben. They did it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you a liar at all. But um, you know, the, the Dolphins started losing games down the stretch of the season, much much like a couple other teams, like we were talking about. Um, yeah. The Dolphins could have been clinched and won their division two or three weeks ago. Um, but I, I kind of told you before this game, you know, like don't be surprised if the Bills win because Josh Allen was pretty bad last week and he usually has a great game the next week you know despite he the two intercept- 
yeah, despite the two interceptions that he threw, he still only had eight incompletions. So, and he threw for 360 yards. So, um, and he had over 400 and what, 20 yards, 430 total yards on the game. Yeah. That's a phenomenal yeah. game despite the turnovers for a quarterback. So Josh Allen, man, he's got to be consistent. He's got to be consistent. Like, this is playoffs, man. You can't afford to be consistent one week and then not consistent the next. Uh-huh. These these games matter most. You got to be the most consistent you've ever been uh, throughout the football season. Is right now in the playoffs. Um, they're a good team. They're a good team when they're clicking on all the cylinders. But you can easily catch the Bills this year on on a bad week. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it. They have these great performances, and then the next week they completely fall off the map. Mm-hmm. And then the next, and then the next week or two they might have good games, and then the next week or two they're going to be average teams. So I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender really this year, but they are a team you have to take serious. Um, for Tua, I thought the Dolphins had this game in the bag. Um, you know, they were making a push down the field, and then obviously Tua threw the intercept, his second interception of the game. Um, he's got to be, he's got to be more consistent. We 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 got to see that MVP level Tua that we saw throughout moments of the season. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's he's been playing with some receivers dealing with injuries. Tyreek Hill has yeah. been dealing dealing with some injuries the last three to four weeks. Jalen Waddle has also been banged up uh, exactly. this the back end of this season as well. Raheem Mostert didn't even play in this game. Um, you know, so this Dolphins team is, is starting to get hurt at the wrong time, yeah. um, which is always a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So hopefully some of these guys, you know, within this, what, one or two week break uh, can get healthy t- to some type of level to where they can yeah. be somewhat productive on the football field because this this is a good Dolphins team. They got guys on both sides of the field. Yep. All right, let's go with our picks, Ben Fair. Get your popcorn ready. Let's go. Browns, Texas, 1.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 4.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Here we go. Browns, Texans, playoff Flacco versus C.J. Stroud. I'm going with the Texans. They're at home. The Browns defense don't do row in the row. Last time they played the Texans, it was, it was against Case Keenum. Now they're playing C.J. Stroud. I know C.J. Stroud would be nervous, but I don't give a fuck, man. C.J. Stroud's a Laker fan. He has that mentality. Let's go Texans. They're going to win their first playoff game. JR, our guy JR and Coach Dante will be happy. I got Texans. Unless, Ben, you got something differently. How do you feel about this game? It, it's it's If I'm a better, I'm not betting on this game. It's hard, man. It's really hard. Ben, what do you got? Playoff Flacco or C.J. Stroud winning his first playoff game on, on in Houston? Um, if this was a Browns team that had Nick Chubb, and and I get it, you know, some people would tell me Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford have been pretty good <laughs> in, in in the absence of of Nick Chubb, and yeah, and I agree with them. They've they've had some nice performances, but it, it's not really a group. You don't really fear Jerome no. Ford and Kareem Hunt. Like no. you got to watch out for them because they can break some off from time to time, could, but. Yeah. If you're if you're going up against the Browns, you're really, you know, scheming against Amari Cooper and David Njoku and Elijah yeah. and Elijah Moore. Yeah. Um, this Texans team is, is is very good. Like you mentioned, the Browns beat them, but it was with Case Keenum. Uh-huh. Um, C.J. Stroud is on a totally different level than Case Keenum will mm-hmm. ever 
could even imagine. Um, and with the game being in Houston, you know that shit's going to be a sold out crowd. Yes. Um, with the with the we- with it being inside too, they don't have to worry about any type of weather. Um, I got Houston. I'm right there with you, man. I, I believe go. in Demico. I believe in Demico Ryan's. I've been a big CJ Stroud supporter since what two three years now. So I got I got Houston, man. I think they're going to surprise a lot yeah, of people. Good. You know, well, Addison know what what. We- well, Edison know what playoff life. So let's go, Will Edison as well. Let's go, man. Yeah, let's and, go. and 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 Will Will's gonna be healthy. You know, he had to sit out last week. You know, to get healthy, he's gonna have a two, pretty much a two week break. So, watch out for Will Anderson getting after the quarterback. All right, here we go. Dolphins, Chiefs, ball. This is going to be interesting, Ben Fair, because low-key I am caring for the Dolphins. You know, you know why? Well, it's because of Tua. It's because of Mike McDaniel. He's a Shanahan guy. But it's here's the deal, though, right? The Chiefs, listen. Chiefs fans are going to listen to this podcast. They're going to be like, well, well, Vince and Ben are doubting us, man, our receivers. Patrick Mahomes, listen, man, we got Patrick Mahomes. Anything can happen. That's very true. You guys are different in the playoffs. But I'll just say this. Whose receiver do you trust better? I trust my every Dolphins receivers when healthy. So, anyway, with that being said, I'll just say this. I trust the Chiefs defense um, over Miami. But I'll just say this, man. I got the Chiefs because they're the Chiefs. They, we, they, they would set us up in the playoffs usually. Um, I want Miami to be, make a victory, but here's the narrative with Tua, Ben. Um, it's at Kansas City. It's hard to win there. Um, you know, if you pick Miami, I don't blame you because Miami's receivers are better. But you know what the narrative is? And Kev also said this, Tua struggles in the cold. He struggles in the cold. So if you struggle in the cold, you're not going to win. So the narrative on Tua is crazy. Here we go. Ben, low-key, my head wants Miami to win so badly for those Tua haters, but it is what it is. I got the Chiefs. Am I confident? No, I'm not. Because can Canary's Tony fuck it up? Of course he can. So, Ben Fair, this is a great storyline game. Harry Kill versus his team at Kansas City. What do you got, Ben? What's the strap? If you got the Dolphins, how can the Dolphins beat the Chiefs at home, especially against a, a good Chiefs defense? All the Dolphins need to do is limit Isaiah Pacheco and double Travis Kelsey. If, if you lose this game because Kadarius Tony has 150 yards and two TDs, you, you live with it. If, if Rasheed Rice has 150 yards and two TDs, you live with it. But one thing, if you're the Dolphins, you cannot do is allow Travis Kelsey to get, get a rhythm and allow Isaiah Pacheco to pick up big yardages on the ground. Um, and I know it's going to be hard for the Dolphins because they lost Bradley Chubb. Uh, and they, they've lost a couple other guys on that defense who are very big in, the, in both, you know, in, in the pass game and the run game. So it's going to be a tough challenge. But I like – I don't know. For some reason, I like Tyreek Hill in a playoff situation against his own – against his I don't own blame team you. I don't and, blame you. In, revenge game. Revenge in, game. Yep. in Kansas City. Um, and, and I get what Kev's saying. Tua does struggle in, in cold situations, and does, a yeah. lot of that, and a lot of that's because you know there's perfect weather in Miami. So whenever you go anywhere else that's not perfect weather, uh, it's going to affect with you a little bit. Well, so. he could change his narrative this weekend. He could change his narrative this weekend, and I think he does. I got Miami winning this game. All right, let's go. Ben Fair is fired up. Let's go. I love it. This podcast is great so far. Now, with that being said. This game is that. Listen, Mike Tomlin. Listen, I love you, but it's gonna be in Buffalo. 
I would love the Steelers to win. Shout out to my my friend Joe uh, and my brother-in-law Steven. They're Steelers fans. Same with Samari, but I'm going with the Bills. It's in Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins, you know, 31 to 21. I'll give Mason Rudolph some respect, 21 points. But, Ben, um, I'm sure you got the Bills as well, unless you got the upset, love by love, but, you know. No, I got I got the Bills. Uh, I don't see Mason Rudolph winning a fucking playoff game. Imagine if he did. Um, <laughs> if, if, hey, if he did, if he did, I, I'll give him credit for it because that's a huge accomplishment. So, um, but yeah, I got Buffalo. Even though they had a relatively really nice performance last week against Miami, this is a Steelers team that shouldn't put up too much offensively. So I don't think the Bills have to do. A crap ton on the offensive yeah. side of the ball to win this game. They better, they better without DJ Watt. They better, but you know, but we'll, but you know how you know how the build they screw around. We'll see. All right, Packers, Cowboys, Pat Packers. Give me a favor, Let, make it fun. Okay, let's go, Jordan Love. But I'm going Cowboys. They're good at home, but unless Ben Packers always do well against the Cowboys. So, you, so Mike McCarthy, we know, and we don't trust him. And Dak Prescott, we've seen you do good in the regular season. Now, Cowboy fans and everybody on Twitter. Oh, Dak Prescott has better numbers than Jalen Hurts. Oh, my goodness. Is Dak better than Jalen? Oh, my goodness. You know, Andrew was doing that. Anyways, Ben, what do you got? I got Cowboys, but I'm low-key. I'm rooting for the Packers because I love this story. Love this young Packers squad. And Packers fans, regardless of what happens, who gives a shit? Because uh, because at the end of the day, you guys have a young squad, and no one's expecting you guys to go far. But hopefully you guys do. Hopefully you guys prove the media and us wrong. Right, Ben? This is a great story for the, for us to watch, especially for the future for the Packers. Yeah, I would love to see the Packers win, but uh, I'm, I'm probably – I'm leaning more towards the Cowboys because of one of the things that you said, uh, just youth. You know, a lot of these guys don't know – don't even know what a playoff game looks like. Um, you know, some do, some don't. But – um, you know, this is a big game for Jordan Love, dude. You know, it's your first playoff game as a starter. You're going up against one of the most historic, if not the most historic franchise in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. It's, it's a super big moment, man. Like, if he was playing any other team, maybe the moment's not as big. But since he's going up in his first starting – as in his first starting performance in a playoff game as a quarterback for your first team to be the Cowboys – it doesn't really get much bigger than that. Um, I hope the Packers win. I would love to see them win. Um, but I think the Cowboys are just too much of a well-rounded team compared to the Packers for, for them to lose. And please tell the media and anybody out there, if Cowboys lose this game, don't make excuses for Dak. He's at home. No excuses. Right, Ben? Yeah, like no excuses. I don't even care if Dak throws for a thousand yards. Like if they lose this game, no excuses. I don't even want to hear Dak played his ass off. Dak played his ass off, even if he does. Like you, man, he you lost, you still lost. <laughs> yeah, like and that's that's what makes this game really cool too. Is we get to see who the better Packer head coach is, Matt Lafleur mm. or, Mike, or Mike McDaniel's. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Now the game of the week. Let's go. Rams at Lions, Stafford visiting his old team. I'm, I'm very – listen, this, this is hard to bet, man, because I can definitely see – listen, Detroit fans, I respect you. I love you. I love your team. Shout out to Brad Holm. You've been a good team. We know that your old line's good. We know Gibbs is good, yada, yada, yada. But this is why this is so fascinating. It's it's anybody's game in this game. Detroit, this is the first Detroit home game since the 1930s. Me and Ben was not born yet. Look at that. Shit. Oh, there we go. But anyway, with that being said, 
I'm excited. This is going to be great. I got the Rams because because it's, it's hard, man. Because because my thing is, I think it's evenly matched. Now now the Rams secondary is not great, but I trust experience wise, right? So Matthew Stafford, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC, in my opinion. Now now my thing is, you know, Cooper Cup and Puka. I don't know if Detroit can stop that. Um, you know, and I just feel like the Rams got this 31 to 24 and the close one. I would not be surprised if Rams won my three. Um, but Ben, but I would, listen, like I said, would I be surprised if the Lions win this game, especially at home? No, they have the recipe to beat the Rams. They have a good old line. Cedar Gardner Johnson's back, so it would have surprised me. This is a hard game to pick, Ben. So, with that being said, do you think Matthew Stafford is going to beat his own team, Ben? Or if you got to bet your money, um, you think Detroit's going to win? Let me ask you this, Ben. Do you think this game is going over? I do think this game is going over. Um, For points total, yeah, it could definitely go over for points total. Um, I got the Rams as well, man. Um, You know, I think the Lions, uh, they've had an unbelievable year. Uh, I think they have an unbelievable team, but this is a f- first for them, you know. Like, exactly. Like when I was just talking about the last game, you know, some guys not have not been in this position. Like the vast majority of every single player on Detroit has not been in this position, except for golf. You know? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, except for I mean, and, and CJ Gardner Johnson, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, like Amon Ra, never seen this. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, they ain't never seen this. Um, a lot of nerves. You know, Sam Sam Laporta ain't never seen this. Um, Aiden Hutchinson and, and all of them have never seen mm. have never seen this type of game, right? So, yep. and what what are, what is the number one thing the Rams probably do? You would say the Rams probably do the best on offense. What would you say they probably do the best? The passing. Exactly. And, and what is it the Lions do the worst defensively? Uh, passing. Exactly. The Lions are the fourth worst passing defense in the entire NFL. And they're they're about to be going up against Cooper Cup, who was what? A Super Bowl MVP, right? Mm. They're about to go up against Stafford playing his home team, a team, a franchise that gave up on him. You don't think he's going to have – yeah. yeah, you don't think he's going to be motivated? Um, Puka Nakua. Hold on, 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 hold on. Hold on. Sorry. I'm, getting, I'm getting excited. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I know you are. <laughs> and, Puka, and, and Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua in the same season broke not only the receptions yeah. uh, record for a rookie receiver, he broke the yardage record for rookie receivers. This is, what, a fifth-round pick that just put up yep. 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns in a single season. Uh-huh. Um, nobody really knew who Puka was coming out of BYU. Yep. And do the Lions really have enough on defense to stop Puka and Cooper Cup? Do and the Toby, Lions really have enough Toby, defensively well, to, to slow down Matthew Stafford? Well, two things, two things. Well, the Rams are playing with the house money. You would agree with that. Number two, number two. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ram, well, the Detroit Lions fans told me they got Cam Sun and they got CJ Gardner Johnson. And and what's CJ done this year? He's been on the IR. Mm. He's he, you know, dude was on the IR after the first game. So yeah. like, yeah. you know, CJ is nice, right? And he's a good upgrade to to what they had, but. 
You think he's going to stop Cooper Cup and Puka but, Nakua? Man, you, you, say, you say that, and I'm with you, but you know what Lion fans say? I, I ain't afraid of the Rams secondary. The Rams secondary is better than yours. The Rams were an average team when it came to passing, when it came to stopping the pass. They were right in the middle of the NFL. Exactly. They, the thing that the Lions, the Lions, like I said, were the fourth worst team in football when it came to uh-huh. stopping the pass. Uh-huh. The Rams, despite the Rams' inability to do some stuff as a team, they are a much better defensive team when it comes to stopping the pass. And also, Ben, they know Jared Goff really well, too. If you pressure Goff, it's over. Yeah, you like Aaron Donald is going to want to smack the fuck out of Jared Woo! Goff. Like, you got, like, you got to remember, like, they were former teammates. And, and yeah. when you're in practice against your own team, guess what? You can never hit the quarterback. You can't even sniff him. You can't even breathe on him. This is a game, and he's now your opponent. You don't think there's a little bit of Aaron Donald wanting to be like, dude, you fucked us over from possibly having two championship rings <laughs> because that. you play bad. You don't think Aaron Donald's going to be like, you know what? You played bad in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. I'm a big, I'm about to make you play worse today against us. My bad. We didn't have, I didn't have Cooper Cup. He was injured. Okay. What? <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny! But this is game is gonna be this is gonna be great, man. If both fan bases are gonna go crazy, which by the way, just let everybody know: if the Rams win, they're gonna play San Francisco next week. If the Lions win, they play the Cowboys. Um, and we play the winner. Uh, if the Lions win, and we'll play the winner of the Eagles and Bucks Bucks game. So that's gonna be interesting. Which we'll, we'll talk about that game now. Eagles Bucks. I'm going Eagles now. Am I confident? Um, if the Eagles are playing what they are now, no, but. I'm gonna go Eagle. It's a safe pick. Jalen's gonna play when he, uh, on his, you know, a hurt hand. But let's go, Jalen. For those haters wrong, if you score fucking 40 points, 30 points, now the media is gonna change their attitude. Look at that, Ben Fair. Like you said, right? So Ben Fair, what do you got? And to Eagle, a lot of Eagle fans are, apparently they're scared, Ben. They're scared. They're very scared for some odd reason in Tampa Bay. If you're scared about going up against Baker the Faker, you should just not watch football ever again. <laughs> like, it, you were the best team in your division, right? You were the best team in football for a large majority of the season, and yeah. all because you lost a couple games here and there, you're you're gonna be afraid of a team that's less superior than you. Like oh, last time man. I checked, last time I checked, the Eagles won two more games than the Buccaneers. Yes, Why would did. you be a as a fan? And, and I get it. You never want to, you know, underestimate an opponent because that's when you get beat. But if you're – you had you won two more games than, than the Buccaneers did. This is a Buccaneers team that won a large majority of its games off its defense and Rashad White. Uh, Baker Mayfield obviously has some good performances from time to time. But for the majority of the part, it was the defense and Rashad White while they won football games. Yep. Um why would you be scared of that? Why why would you be scared of this Buccaneers team as as an Eagles fan? It, it, it makes no sense. Uh, they're they're panicking Matt, over they're they're panicking over nothing. For Matt, Matt Patricia, if Baker Mayfield, I, I, I don't. Yards. Go ahead. My advice for Matt Patricia is two things: retire from coaching. <laughs> And, and and secondly, go on a fucking diet. Like, God damn. 
Like, dog, you like, dude, you don't play anymore. What's the reason of being that fucking big if you don't suit up? Like, I don't, I've never understood why guys who, who get big to play football or, or just get big, you know, to do something like maybe like a strong man or something like, like after you retire, after you retire, what's the point of still being 300 fucking pounds? Like, do you, do you not care about yourself? Do you not want to see 50 years old? Like, do you want to be a diet? Do you want to be a diabetic? Do you want to have a hard time paying for insulin? Do you oh, not want to be able to, do you not want to be able to eat sugar? Like retire. Oh, and, and shave that disgustingly beard, dude. Like, <laughs> so retire, retire, lose oh 200 God. pounds, lose 200 oh pounds and shave that disgusting. Disgusting fucking beard, if, Matt. Ben, if Baker Mayfield throws 400 yards against Matt Patricia's scheme, what would you do? And they win. If the Buccaneers win and Baker Mayfield has that type of outing against them, I don't know if Matt Patricia makes it out of the stadium alive. Woo! I think the I think the Eagles fans that show up to that game will murder him before he's able to make it to his car if Baker Mayfield does that. No, I agree. And we shall see what happens. There, there might be players. There might be players on the Eagles team that murder him before he even makes it to the locker room. What do you think is going to be the score of the game? I got Eagles winning. I, I, I'm going to go 31 to 17. I just hope they can score 40. But they don't. They don't score 40, and they lose. This fan base in Philadelphia, they're going to get on. They're probably going to get on Sirianni's ass because he's the way coach. And he's the one that hired Patricia and throws inside. But go ahead, my friend. The floor is yours. Yeah, I Good got luck, Brian Johnson. I, Good luck. I got 34-17. All right. We shall see what happens. Uh, ben Fair, you can tell the people, I think you've got a podcast where our guy Will Lyons on Thursday. Sorry, Will, I, I, I could not make it. I'm very busy in that day. Um, but you're going to take my place, Ben Fair. And go ahead. You can tell the people. And Are you writing any articles for this week? I'm not taking your place. You were supposed to join me on that podcast, but uh, I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, I couldn't, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. You'll 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 catch another one, but yeah, um, yeah. So Wednesday we have have the podcast with our buddy Will Lyons for the Lions. Then um, we'll probably be talking about that national championship game as well as some NFL talk and and possibly some uh, some draft talk, some NFL draft talk. Uh, articles. I, I dropped an article today uh, about the national championship game. On Thursday, my article on D'Amico Rines and C.J. Stroud will release as well for the yeah. Lions Den on Medium.com. Um, and then after that, I mean, just follow me on social, my social medias, yeah. uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Sports Veteran. Veteran is V-E-T-R-A-N. And then also you can follow me on in, or on, on Twitter at the Hollywood Vet. Yeah. Oh shit! I forgot to mention this too, by the way, because I got, got so excited. Ben Fair. I mean, I mean, listen, Nick and the fans are a celebration with that trade. They beat the the Sixers. I mean, I mean, shit, they're on the roll. And Nick fans are telling themselves, "Fears the Knicks because their starting five looks looking scary." Ben Fair. They they looked excited when they got rid of LJ Barry. Yeah, they. I mean, they got rid of of two guys that averaged more points than the guy that they currently got. Mm. Um, you know, you you gave up two massive pieces of your depth of your rotation. That's what uh, I said. And RJ and RJ and Emmanuel quickly for 
Oji Ananobi and, and Precious Achua. Uh, I forget who the third guy was, but he's non-important. It's really just Mo, Precious Mo Achua. Mo yeah, he does not matter. It's really just Precious <laughs> Achua and, and, and Oji Ananobi and, and that second-round pick they got. Um, Oji's a nice player. I'm, I'm sure he'll be impactful come playoff time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's still trying to figure out what exactly his positioning and, and role is for, for this uh, Knicks team. Um, but like we said, RJ just dropped, what, 36, 6, and 6 last I night on, on, really good yes, on, on really good efficiency as well. Um, you know, RJ, I thought it was a terrible move. I mean, I, I know they wanted to move him, and, and, and if you wanted to move him, you know, cool, whatever, because Jalen Brunson's the face of that team now. But – why would you send him back home? That's... Like, why would you send a guy? I mean, unless you were just trying to be nice to him, you know. But and and in that case, that that'd be pretty awesome. But like, you gave him more motivation. Like, you gave yes, RJ sir. Barrett all the motivation that he needs to be a dominant player. Like, you send him back home to Canada, where he's from. And now he's on a team where he actually gets to be the second option behind Scotty that's, Barnes. That's. Like, and especially once Pascal Siakam's out of there, that's Scotty and RJ's team. And in New York, it was supposed to be RJ's team when they drafted him. Yep. And then, you know, it was Julius Randle still had the keys to the offense. And then obviously the addition, they made the addition with Jalen Brunson. And once they brought over Brunson, it was Brunson's team. Yep. And so RJ went from being, you know, the second option, French first option to not to, you know, the third option. Yeah. So he needed a, a place to clear to to get a fresh start. And there's no better fresh start than being at home in, in Canada and, and playing and playing for Toronto. So I'm happy Best. for, for um, ben, remember RJ what you were remember we were talking basketball. Remember what you told me? Get R.J. Barrett the fuck out of the mix so he can play better. Look, look, look what's happening to R.J. Barrett. You told me get the get Zion Wilson the fuck out of the pocket so he can play better. And shit, if that I mean, hey, it makes it makes see Ben, but hey, Ben, they, they say you don't know what you're talking about. But look at R.J. Barrett with Toronto. But hey, and by the way, R.J. Barrett is playing the Lakers tonight. Watch up, watch out for that that tonight. Go Lake Show. Uh, Yaka Pertle is not playing tonight, so I, I expect A.D. To play well tonight, um, especially uh, get without Pirtle. But with that being said, y'all can follow me at Respectable Big, and obviously I've been size uh, eight twenty four. Ben Fair, God bless you. Episode seventy six. I got, done. I got one, I got one oh. last thing. Um, I wanted to see your thoughts on the Tascaro. Was it Henderson or Hernandez? Sign oh, that no, outfielder we got. Yeah, from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's good. He's good when he's when he's healthy. Defensively, I heard he's not good, but uh, but I mean the lineup is going to be great when healthy. Um, you know, and the Dodgers are just. What do you What do you think? What do you think the starting lineup will be like? The batting order. Okay, so nine. probably if, if you write this down for me, so number one would be Mookie Betts. Number one would be Mookie. Two would probably be it would either be Otani or Freeman. My guess would be I like Freeman number two, three Otani, and four you can say Muncie. And five, you can it can go. Um, damn, it, it can go either way. Uh, you can go maybe Hernandez, and then six can be Monteo. Seven can be Lux, and then eight would be shit. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Maybe Outman. Yeah, Outman. Well, it, it, I was gonna say Outman. I was waiting for yeah. you to say Outman. Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, I mean, it's not a bad of a signing. I mean, but hey, people are gonna get him. Did way, you say? Did you say your shortstop? 
Yeah, Lux. Yeah, Lux will be seven. Yeah, oh, Lux will be seven. Oh, who's 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 the young guy you got? Young guy. Maybe he's um, not. Maybe he's not your shortstop. He's an infielder, though. You guys got. He's young, right? Miguel, or maybe you're thinking about the. I think you're talking I'm about. Think... Are you talking about Miguel Vargas? Yeah, there he is, Miguel Vargas. Yeah. Yeah. Did I you mean, say Miguel he'll, Vargas? He'll be in the bench, probably. You know what I mean? Just, just for uh, like you think that. he'll be a, a rotational piece? Yeah, because Mookie likes playing second base. I mean, I, I mean, I like him playing right field, but he just. But likes I was gonna say Mookie's so. Mookie's an outfielder though. Yeah, he likes playing second base for some odd reason. So, but you can't blame the guy. So, but hey, guess what? I'm calling it right now. Um, fans are gonna be pissed. Uh, which, by the way, you guys are interested in Dylan C's. I would love you guys to do that. I feel like you guys have the prospect to do it. The question is gonna be, will the Orioles do it? I mean, I would hope so, but your organization. I mean, I you saw. No did Did you see the report that said like Michael Elias has never traded an MLB top 100 prospect ever? So Lord have mercy, God damn. I mean, if, if if he if he if he's never been willing to give up a top 100 prospect, I don't I don't know if he's gonna do it now. Like, I would love to have Dylan C's, and he would make us an even better franchise. Yeah, but we and I love Michael Elias, but if he has a history of never trading prospects, I don't know if he's gonna do it. But guess what? Guess what? The more the more younger, the better. You guys will get better. So I would never question our lives. But I'll just say this. I would just say this. The Dodgers ain't done yet. According to my sources, Walter Murray said that they're not done yet. Apparently, they want Josh Hader. I mean, I mean, I would not be surprised if that happens. And apparently, they're working for a selling pitcher. And I'm here. They want Dylan C's. I mean, shit. I'm no so, one has signed Blake. Snell. No one has signed Blake. Are, Snell. are you gonna? Are, what? what? That's because that's because Blake Snell is. They. No one knows what the market is for Blake Snell. Like, yeah. he's he's an aging pitcher. Obviously, just came off of Cy Young. His what second of his career. Yeah. But like, Blake Snell, as great as he is, he could easily just have a bad season too. So it's like, yeah. do that's we true. pay him a crap ton because he has? proven to be great at times or do we not pay him because as great as he is he could easily fall off yeah oh well by the way uh i, I saw a trade before before we go i saw so what would you talk with the, i mean the i mean it's looking like joe i mean i'm sorry buster post is right about the giants about their geography a lot of players don't want to go there jesus christ it's looking like he's right because because in other words they were looking for Showed out there were the favors for that Japan that Japan pitcher, but apparently they're out of it. So it's looking like Buster Posey's driving. I saw them getting Robbie Ray. I'm like, Robbie Ray, the fuck? I mean, what would your thoughts with that one? Um, I just don't think it's a favorable destination, and and I don't no. think it has. I don't think it has anything to do with the franchise itself. No, like no. it's a gorge. It's a gorgeous ballpark. It is. Um, it's it's a friend. It's a batter friendly ballpark so you would think you know hitters would want to go there um you know it's a non-friendly pitcher park especially to right field yes um so you know maybe that's not why they're not getting big name uh pitchers is because i mean i wouldn't want to pitch there if i was a pitcher especially yeah. for possibly 25 games that that's, i'm going to be yeah. pitching um so i can see why pitchers wouldn't want to go there but i don't understand why hitters don't uh, at least when it comes to organizational standpoint, the reason I think people aren't wanting to go to San Fran, like I said, has nothing to do with the Giants itself. I think no, it has no. everything to do with the city. It's a yeah. San Fran. San Fran over the last two to three years has become one of the ugliest cities and yeah. dirtiest cities in the entire United States. And it's hard, it's, so, and it's hard so why? Yeah. 
Yeah, so like, why would you? And it's stupid expensive for no reason. Facts, that's crazy. Um, it's it's more expensive than fucking L.A. Yeah. Um. So so why would you want to live in a place that's one of the most expensive in the entire country, and it's also the dirtiest of the entire country? That's what I. And then on and then on top and then on top of that, hold on, hold on. And then on top of that, you're going to be paying. Ass load of money in taxes living in the state yeah. of California. So why the yeah. fuck would you want to go to San Fran right now when <laughs> yeah. there's so many th- when there's so many things stacked against them? And it's not yeah. like they're competitive. It's not like if they go get a guy or two, they're right back in playoff contention and World Series contention. They're in the no. middle of a rebuild. Nobody yeah. wants to be in a rebuild on a major team, and especially the Giants. Like the Giants haven't gotten a big name player in God knows when. Very bonds, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying like before, after Barry, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it, it, like the giant, the Giants, the Giants' success came through the draft when they were winning. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they they went and got guys like Tim Lincecum and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, when you look at when they were winning those World Series, what every other year? Yeah. Buster Posey, they drafted. Panda, yeah. they drafted. You yeah. know, um, their their first starting pitcher, uh, they had drafted. You know, yeah. like Sergio Ramos, they had drafted. Like a lot, of, they built that team through the draft, and then obviously they they added the pieces like the Hunter Pence. Yeah. They added the Tim Lincecum. Uh, they added another guy. Like they're just there's so many negative things stacked up against the Giants that really aren't even their fault. Like taxes, the, yeah. the state taxes and city taxes aren't their fault. The That's... state, the city of San Fran being a disgusting and dirty place to live in isn't the yeah. Giants' fault. So, a lot of things outside I... of their control is the reason why guys just don't want to go there. We can, we, I can make an example like the Oakland A's stadium. Look how dirty that city is, right, Ben? But you know, but it's, it is what it is. Um... I mean, people don't want to go to Oakland. One, the ballpark is trash. It's yeah, a terrible yeah. ballpark. It's a terrible fucking ballpark. Oh yeah. It has like it has <laughs> it has like, like like when you when you go to a baseball game, like one of the things you go to a baseball game for is the views. Like usually a good portion of all baseball stadiums have immaculate views of like the city or the mountains yeah. or the water. Oakland has like nothing. It's it's like a big ass coliseum type looking thing. There's like no there's like, like no US views of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no views of anything. Your owner is the cheapest owner of in all nice. professional sports. Jesus Christ. They're, yeah, they're, I wouldn't if I was a player, I would not want to go to to the A's. I even I was a free agent and the A's were offering me a hundred million dollars. I'm not going to the A's because I know now, I'm maybe, gonna be the no. only person on that team. Now maybe when you go to Vegas, maybe players will go there because yeah, Vegas when they go there. to when they go to Vegas, yeah, like because people are gonna want to play in a brand new stadium. People are gonna want to you know live in Las Vegas because of taxes and cheap yeah. living when it comes to yeah, housing exactly. and 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 obviously like you're I mean you're in Vegas, so you can go to parties and you, yeah. you have amazing food and, facts, facts. you know, amazing living around you. So in Vegas, it makes more sense, but in yeah. Oakland, like Oakland's not the nicest area. The stadium is hot piece of ass. And then you have the worst owner in all of professional sports. Yeah. So, and also yeah, no, one, no one wants to play for the Oakland A's. 
Exactly, exactly. I got a question for you. What, why the see? But does it break your heart that I know why they got Kim Crow for one year because your boy is out for the year because because of Tommy John. Just for one year, I get that. But you know what's crazy? Josh Hader lives in Millersville, Maryland. You, he lives. That's where he lives, Ben. That's where he lives. Yeah, and, and and I think you and I have had this conversation about yes. the Crimple and, and Hare situation before. And um, I'll just say this. Like, obviously, Josh Hader would have been the better pitcher. He's a little bit younger. I think he's been a better pitcher throughout his career. He's way better than um, Kimmer right now, yeah. But I wouldn't say way better. I'd say he's better. But, like, Craig Kimbrough just came off a pretty good season. Like yeah, Craig Kimbrough, Craig Kimbrough, when you look through his numbers throughout his career, he's he's been a much better pitcher than he has been a worse pitcher, like a bad pitcher. Yes. Like yeah, that's he fair. has that's good, fair. he has some really good numbers. Like just last year, I mean, he had an ERA in the threes, and he had a WHIP that was below a one point two. So, he, and and those are the two things I judge off. Like how many runs are you giving up, and how many hits per inning on average, how many yeah. walks and hits on average are you giving up? So if yeah. you have a really good whip, that's that's well below league average. Like I said, league average whip is like a 1.35. His whip was below a 1.2. So that's a yeah. very good whip. He's not allowing many hits and and, and, and walks per inning. And then yeah. his ERA, yeah, it's a three, you know, it's like a mid three to high three. And as a closer, you know, that's kind of high, but I'll take any ERA that's under a four. So, you know, at an older age, yeah, it sucks. But just last year we found out Orioles Park used to be a, you know, a a hitter's park. Yeah. And now it's a a pitcher-friendly park now. Yeah. And so if Craig Kimbrell just had a good year in what, Boston, which is a hitter-friendly park, right? Yep. And now he's going to go to a, a pitcher-friendly park. I expect him to be able to have the same season. If Craig Kimbrough at age 36, 37, however old he is, can give us a 3.5 ERA again with a 1.18 ER, with a 1.18 whip, we'll take that. It's one year. We're just waiting for King Felix to come back. And, and Craig Kimbrough is on a cheap deal. Hater would have cost us a lot of money. Yep. He would have wanted. He would have wanted multiple years. Yep. On his contract. So I'm I'm not too mad about the Craig Kimbrough thing. Obviously, I think we all wanted Hater, but I haven't honestly seen a lot of negative reactions about Kimbrough. So I think the fan, I'll just say, I'll just say I, I think the, the fan base seems to be happier about this than some of the additions we've done to the staff the last couple of years. Like people are happier about this than they were about Kyle Gibson. So I'll just say yeah. that. I'll just say this. Um, Orioles fans, you know, Blue Jay fans, do not be afraid of the Yankees. It's Aaron Boone. He sucks as a manager. And they still have a son another pitcher. So, I mean, just listen, man. The Yankees are – listen, I'm, just, I'm calling you right now. The Yankees are going to be the third in the division. I think the Orioles will still be number one, and Blue Jays will be number two. That's my hot take right now. I'm saying for now. We'll see if the Yankees make more moves. But as of right now, you know, the Yankees are staying put so far. I'm hearing they, get, they want Blake Snell. We shall see. I heard Blake Snell wants to be in the West. I have no idea. We shall see where, where that goes. 
and we we shall see where Dylan Seas will go. I hear Orioles, I hear Dodgers. Shit, I would not be surprised if it's the Dodgers because they love everybody at this point. But it's, but it's not yada, their fault. Yada, 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 yada. But, but man, it's not their fault. <laughs> shit, I mean, what about no? The I mean, it's, it's it's bro, it's it's not their fault whatsoever. They're just trying to win games. But like you as a Dodger fan, obviously you're gonna hate any type of criticism that other fan bases have towards you guys. Like you, you do got to realize though, as like, as a fan of other fan bases, like watching you guys get everyone is fucking annoying. It's like, it's like the Yankees in the nineties and early two thousands. Like any, anybody they want, they went and got like, if they wanted Bernie Williams, they went and got him. They wanted Johnny Damon. They went and got him. They wanted a rod. They went and got him. Like anyone they want, Jason Giambi, they went and got him. You yeah. know, Mike Mussina, they went and got him. Like, and that's what you guys are right now is you guys are turning into the new the new era Yankees. Literally, where when you literally. see where when you see a guy, you guys just go get him regardless of the price tag. And that's gonna piss fans off. So you gotta be you gotta know that, man. You gotta know like it's not fun for other fan bases to see the same team get get these top level guys like there's no what reason you, you guys should have got otani and yeah. hernandez in the same fucking off season well hey that's what that's what that's, that's what's in the otano contract are, the what, are you guys are you guys gonna go get fucking are you guys gonna go get wander franco next i'll be hell no fuck him fuck him i like him. <laughs> baseball player but fuck him i know what you're talking about but anyways i get your point but ben fair the, the otani contract is literally helping it's literally helping the daughter they could pretty much get anybody. Blame Otani. You know what's crazy? <coughs> yo, yo. No, I'm not gonna blame. I'm not. I'm not gonna blame Otani because Otani made the smart move. Yeah. Otani, like, and and we we talked about this when you guys got when you guys first got him. Like, it was smarter for Otani to defer his money until after he retires. Yeah. Because he can see a lot more of it because he doesn't have to get taxed on it from California. Yeah. It, if, he would, if he would have saw if, if he would have saw the seven hundred million up front, he would have got taxed on seven hundred million and he would have only saw probably three hundred and fifty thousand of it, if not less. Yeah. But now he only had to pay tax on what, twenty million dollars. Yeah. So he's gonna see ten to twelve of that twenty million. And guess yeah. what? When he retires, he's got another six hundred and eighty million waiting for him, which That's he'll crazy. probably, depending on where he retires, of that six hundred and eighty million, he could potentially see as much as like five hundred million of it, compared yeah, to three hundred million if he had gotten yeah. all up front. I'll just say that every Japan player available, he will, be, he will be a Dodger because that's what literally Otani is trying to do to this team, literally. The LA, the Japanese Dodgers, how about that? And I'll just say this. Let me, let me ask you this, Ben, before we end the show. I'm having fun talking about baseball with you. If we see breaking news, Jeff Paxson, Josh Hader is a Dodger, what do you think fans are going to react? I mean, it's going to be the same thing as, like, the Otani news. It won't be as big as the Otani news, but, like, people are going to be pissed. People are going to be extremely, extremely upset to see you guys get another, you know, perennial all-star. Yeah, man. I think we're going to get booed. Listen, I'm going to a Philly game this year, and we're going to get booed. Like, but you know what? I, I listen. I like being the villain, man. I mean, I'll y'all, you guys are going to get, but, you guys are going to get booed everywhere you go. True. Even Blue Jays, even at Toronto. But, well, but you know what? 
But hey, they, the Dodgers want this. They want to. They want to be the villains, man. They want to be the Golden State Warriors, right, Ben? With KD. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, y'all better not lose, or else people are gonna be talking oh my goodness. shit. I bet fair. Do me fair. Do me a favor. If we lose this year, hit me in the face, please. Because I'm like, what the? Fuck? All right, I'll fly. I'm gonna fly and punch <laughs> you straight in the face. <laughs> and guess I'm like, what? yo, I'm like, I'm gonna see you for the first time. I'm like, yo, what's up, Vince? Nice to meet you. Bam! <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit what? you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you like Javante Davis did Ryan Garcia. Oh my God! Don't do. It. Oh my goodness! Crazy. Give you, give you a straight. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna punch you in the face, and I'm gonna give you a body shot that knocks oh you out. Oh my goodness! They lose, and then guess what? They piss everybody off next year and get one. So that <laughs> happen. Oh my goodness! Then. Ben Fair will be like, I'm done. I'm done. Honestly, if that happens, Ben Fair, you'll be like, I'm done with baseball. If, if y'all get once, if y'all get, if y'all get Juan Soto, I might just move out of LA. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not be around Dodger fans 24 seven. <laughs> the same man, Dodgers are bitches, and I'm just playing. Anyway, I love you, man. Great baseball talk. Uh, many break news. We'll we'll probably next, bring it up next week. But Ben Fair, God bless you. Shout out to the World Lions show. You guys would. Do that show tomorrow. I got a podcast with my buddy Samari, either now or in about one hour. God bless you, my friend. Episode 76 is done. Peace. I'm posting it right now. Peace. Peace.